from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your late night festivities. Wherever you're listening, appreciate you checking out the show. We'll get to the uh, Dolphins. Yes, my beloved Miami Dolphins, the gold standard in tampering, as we have found out this week. But I want to start off with a couple of dysfunctional organizations. Just dysfunction going on over here. Let's start with the Cleveland Browns. Now, I might have caught a word or two said about Deshaun Watson this week. You know, sort of a enormous story. And so, Deshaun, he's, he's in suspension limbo over here. So, originally, he was suspended for six games. And... The NFL said, yeah, that's a little light or a lot light. And so they're appealing the suspension. So Deshaun's going to get suspended for more than six games. So we're in a holding pattern right now. And in the meantime, what caught my attention today on Friday, I should say, you know, we're on we're in Saturday over here, East Coast, Central Time Zone. But on Friday, what caught my attention is that the Browns, they are sticking with their quarterback plan, although Watson is in limbo over here. We're sticking with it. So what is the plan exactly? Well, to this point in training camp, Deshaun Watson has gotten the overwhelming majority of the snaps with the first-team offense. Yeah, the guy that was originally originally suspended for six games, who will be suspended for 
more than six games, he's still getting most of the first team reps. Meanwhile, backup QB Jacoby Brissett, you know, the guy who's going to be starting in place of Deshaun Watson, he's mostly working with the second team. What are you doing? Like, this is another indication of an unstable organization. Just think about this. Think if another team was in the same position. Now, work with me on this one. Because I know the obvious pushback is, well, Brian, there are a lot of organizations that wouldn't be stupid enough to sign Deshaun in the first place. But Just bear with me for a second. Let's just separate that for, for a bit here, okay? Let's say the starting quarterback, he was originally suspended for six games, okay? The NFL appeals it. We know he's going to be suspended for longer. Do you think that guy, that quarterback, would still be getting the majority of the first team reps? (laughs) Like, really? Think of a stable organization and really envision them doing that. Can you? Because I can't. The other example I could come up with is, this is the closest thing. Think of Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson is on a new team. That's the only reason I'm making this comparison. So like Deshaun Watson, who is a, he's a stud quarterback. We don't doubt his talent. Russell Wilson, another stud quarterback. Russ is on a new team. Deshaun's on a new team. Imagine if Russ was possibly going to be suspended for eight 10, 12 games, maybe the entire season. Do you think he'd be getting most of the first team reps right now? It doesn't make any sense. No sense whatsoever. Here's the Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski, what he said about the brand's QB plans right now. We'll let that play out, but uh, we got to get Deshaun ready to play. He hasn't played uh, football in a year. Uh, we got to get Jacoby ready to play. I mean, he, he's potentially going to be playing early for us and starting, and, and we're going to be counting on him. Okay, (laughs) so we got to get both quarterbacks ready. I can understand that, but uh, Deshaun, even though this is a a new team and he needs reps and all of that, he's probably going to be suspended for half the season at best. Why in that scenario would he be getting the bulk of the first team reps? It just makes zero sense whatsoever. No sense at all. And yet here we are. Here are the Browns. Now, I do think, because you're hearing only the Browns, a lot of only the Browns talk. I mean, I would agree with that in terms of what I just laid out with Deshaun getting the bulk of the first team reps. It's just, it's insane right now. I would not agree with that in terms of acquiring Deshaun Watson in the first place. I do think, and I'm in the minority right now, but I do think over the long haul, this actually will be a good deal for the Browns. I, I, you got to get past the here and now. You got to get past the allegations. You got to get past the wrongdoing. And, and just look at the football aspect of this and what the future holds. There's a reason why the Browns weren't the only team pursuing Deshaun Watson. It was most of the NFC South with the Falcons and the Panthers and and the Saints. And I'll throw in the Seahawks. And the Dolphins had a deal in place for Deshaun at one point. There's a reason why all those teams were after Deshaun having a grasp of what was at play here and what the probable fallout would be in terms of a suspension. There were still teams 
after Deshaun Watson because they understand that he's a stud quarterback. And over the long haul, I do think that the Browns will benefit for having him and his talent. Time will tell if that's correct or not. And I know some people dislike thinking along those lines because they're rightfully ticked off at the guy based on the allegations. But I do think the only the Browns, I think it's misguided in terms of trading for Deshaun in the first place and how this is going to play out over the long haul. It's not just 2022. It's a five-year contract here, right? So I wouldn't say only the Browns with getting Deshaun in the first place, but I would say only the Browns when it comes to Deshaun is going to be on the shelf for half the season at best getting the bulk of the first team reps right now. That's freaking insane. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, one other layer. This might sound crazy to you also, and I'll get to another dysfunctional organization coming up in just a couple of minutes. But uh, Deshaun being suspended for the entire season, it might actually be better for the Browns. I know that sounds crazy, but think about this. I ran across something that Charles Robinson had to write. He works over at Yahoo Sports. And he wrote that the NFL is seeking one of two outcomes. So listen to these two outcomes while thinking which would be better for the Browns. Which would they sign up for if they had the choice? So outcome number one, according to Charles Robinson, what the NFL would like to see happen. Watson would be suspended indefinitely. For one year, right? At least one year. At the end of the year, Watson would apply for reinstatement if he meets the league's criteria. He will come back into the fold for the Browns. In this scenario, Watson wouldn't be subject to a fine as part of his punishment. However, his contract in Cleveland would toll, essentially starting his five-year extension in 2023 rather than 2022. Okay, so that's outcome number one, what the NFL is looking for. Here's outcome number two. Watson would be subject to a significant fine. And if his suspension is ultimately less than one year, it might be a 12-game suspension and the fine somewhere in the neighborhood of his 2021 salary of $10.5 million. It would be a considerable financial cost for Watson, and also one that ends with him returning to the NFL without having to apply for reinstatement or tolling his current contract for one year. So I know that's a lot of words, 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 words. What does it boil down to? Outcome one, he's suspended for at least one year, no heavy fine. Contract would toll, meaning we just hit pause until the 2023 season rolls around. I think that would be better for the Browns. Don't you? Or option two, outcome two, would be Deshaun is suspended for, we don't know the length of games, but let's just say it's 10 games. Is it better for Deshaun to be suspended for 10 games, for 12 games, play a brief portion of the season? Meanwhile, his contract doesn't toll. Although he's been suspended for over half the year, that year would count on his contract, and the clock is ticking already. I think a year suspension is actually better for the Browns if those are the two potential outcomes right there. So it's very interesting to see how that will play out. Now, in terms of another dysfunctional organization, the Arizona Cardinals. 
So a lot of dysfunction in the offseason. Might have uh, caught a word or two said or written about the work, the uh, study clause there for Kyler Murray, right? There was originally a study clause. We need four hours of independent study. No TV watching, no Netflix, no video games. Just watching film, you know, studying on your own for four hours. Might have caught a word or two about that, right? So we get to the next phase here. Here is Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. He's t- <laughs> He's talking about... Kyler Murray and his role in training camp right now. Check this out. Yeah, I just want to know that, hey, it ain't easy, you know? <laughs> like every now and then, he starts shaking his head when I'm calling it in there. I'm like, all right, well, go ahead, big dog. He did a good job. It's just I would not want to play for Kyler Murray if I was a quarterback. He was the coach. Okay, so, so Kyler Murray, he was calling plays at practice. Cliff Kingsbury said, all right, big dog, if you think it's so easy, you call the plays. I see you shaking your head at me when I'm calling plays. Go ahead. Give it a shot. See how you do. No, you got all the answers, huh? Like, I, again, I just I think about would stable organizations be doing this type of stuff? And look, I understand you don't have to do things the same way. We hear this a lot with the Patriots, like do your job, their whole philosophy. It works for them. It doesn't have to be the philosophy for every team in the NFL. You can win in different ways. Think about Tom Brady going to Tampa. There's a much different atmosphere over there in Tampa compared to New England. He still won, right? You don't have to do things the same exact way. I can admit that, but... I mean, there's a difference between stable organizations and unstable organizations. And all those, there are going to be some differences in how stable organizations conduct their business. I think it's unstable for the head coach to be playfully, kind of, yet sort of passive-aggressively say, go ahead, Kyler Murray, you call plays if you think you're so good at it and you dislike my plays. On the heels of the study clause which most people thought was a complete joke. We're just in the next phase of this. It's like we're supposed to be on the honeymoon over here with the Arizona Cardinals, right? The contract being signed was supposed to be the fun part. And there was no honeymoon because of the study clause and the reaction to it. And now we've got Cliff Kingsbury kind of sort of calling out Kyler Murray in a playful way, but... This is just weird. It's just freaking weird. And I know this. Stable organizations would not be doing this. Stable organizations, if their starting quarterback was facing somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to 12 games, maybe the entire year being suspended, they're not having that guy take the bulk of the first team reps like the Browns are. And this whole thing with the Arizona Cardinals and the study clause for Kyler Murray and now Cliff Kingsbury, like, you go ahead and call the place, Kyler. Oh, yeah, you're a hot shot. You know exactly how to do You go ahead. Go ahead with your bad self over there. That's what unstable organizations do. This has unstable written all over it with the Cleveland Browns and Arizona Cardinals. It's amazing what's happened in this offseason with not just what's happened to them, but what they are causing to happen to themselves I know it's not going to be all roses over here in the NFL. There are always going to be challenges. 
But it's like tennis. It's these unforced errors, right? Like you just can't hand it to your opponent. And that's what the Browns and the Arizona Cardinals are doing before week one. They're giving their opponents an advantage just by the way they're conducting their own business. It's laughable. All right, your comments more than welcome. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Also on Twitter, at the no show is where you can find me. Morning, noon, and night. I swear, I got I to gotta get better at tweeting. You know, I just, I, I don't know what it is with me. Maybe it's halfway because I'm old. <laughs> but I don't think that's really what it is. I think I'm just like, I'll think of something. I'm like, yeah, well, who cares? Who cares about that? Who cares that I'm eating a ham sandwich right now? Who cares that I think it's cool that Matt Carpenter is back as a member of the Yankees going back to St. Louis where he was there for 11 seasons? You know, like, who cares about my thoughts? But I think it's more so that. But I need to do better about tweeting. Need to do better. I just, I don't know, man. I'm not in the habit. But uh, if you hit me up, I absolutely read everything and I respond to most of them, you know. Uh, so if you hit me up, feel free to do so. Like to be interactive tonight. All right, coming up next. Oh, man, the what if game. You know, it's a huge story in sports. And there is a what if layer that I absolutely think needs to be part of the focus when it comes to this story. We'll dive into that right around the corner. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast this is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, Chris, this makes me think of something I miss a ton, which is those awesome red stripe commercials. Hooray beer. Yes, those were tremendous. I missed those like crazy. So, not the best beer out there, but uh, <laughs> my family used to work on glass bottles, especially for beer. 
and I will always appreciate the stubby brown bottle. Will you? Yeah. Yeah. Stubby brown bottle. That's like half the reason to drink Red Stripe. So who is this band or musical this act? Beanie what Man. We... I dig it. Reggaeton. Just bring us. I haven't played reggaeton in a long time. I get in a mood every like third moon and I'm like, let's get some reggaeton in here. Is this considered reggaeton? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Da- dance hall. Dance hall reggaeton. This doesn't really sound Monty's like reggaeton. shaking her head. Yeah, no, you I think don't. this Monty? Like I, I mean, no, I, I I, I'm liking this, but this to me is not reggaeton. It's not oh, reggaeton. This is not right. reggaeton. I don't, I don't, look at you, I don't just know, show it off with the rolling of the R's over I there. I admit, nice. I don't know the differentiation between reggae, reggaeton, and dance hall. So you got to have. I'm the probably drums using the wrong like term. The, mm, da, mm, da, mm, <laughs> That's da, true. Da, you got to have that in reggaeton, man. Yeah. Got to have it. This is a little too mild. I, this is reggae. Like a reggae, yeah. Yeah. like dance a hall, Dance hall yeah. reggae. That's what yeah. I meant. I just, sure. I don't know why I say reggaeton. It's late. It's late. I get it. Yeah, not we reggaeton. <laughs> we forgive you. Yeah. I like how our antennas went up, Monty, where it's like reggaeton. That's, a, that's not reggaeton. Uh, yeah. I, I, it was like a hearing, you know, someone scratch a blackboard. I was like, what? That is yeah. not well, as we just As we just talked about before, <laughs> apparently Monty had to help me correct because I had never heard... <laughs> The correct way to say Michelada before the show, either. No, but now you're saying it right. You were saying like Michelob well, mixed I, well, in there. I, I, I'm going to blame Petros and Money here in yeah. LA who say it Michelada on their show. Yeah, Michelada. We're Michel- learning stuff left and right over here. Look at you. <laughs> you got reggaeton. You got new pronunciations, Chris. We're you're making strides, man. That's trying good. to trying to shake the Midwest off me. I don't think it'll come off. <laughs> nice. Um, so. Uh, feel free to hit us up, 877-99 on Fox. Um, you might have heard something about the Dolphins being just habitual tamperers over here, right? The standard, the gold standard of tampering, where they tampered with three teams. They were hot on the trails of Tom Brady and Sean Payton. And so while both those guys are under contract, the Dolphins tampered with the Patriots, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then also with the Saints, with Sean Payton. So three teams, <laughs> three teams they tampered with. Now, the most interesting layer to me of this whole story, well, there are a couple, but one of them is Tom Brady. So the Dolphins wanted Tom Brady. They talked to him before he joined Tampa Bay. And so I just start thinking about what if. What if Tom Brady would have said, you know what? I think Miami can work. What if he went to the Dolphins instead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And there's no way to know. Who knows? Your guess is as good as mine. But the only, I don't go crazy into the what if game. I don't get knee deep into it. I just think more surface level. I think if you get too far off in the weeds, we're just guessing and who the heck knows, right? Like who knows for sure. So I just think of it on a surface level. If you think about Tom Brady And winning that Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, that was absolutely enormous. I know a lot of people are going to think of this like, was it really enormous? No, it was really the guy that had six Super Bowl rings. That was enormous. Yeah, it was. Because we get so far removed from when Tom Brady left New England, there was a lot of talk about, hey, uh, can he be successful without Belichick? It was really split at that time. Was it Brady? Was it Belichick that was more 
the cause of the success, more the reason for the success over there in New England. And what put that to bed was Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl with Tampa. So instead of going to Tampa, if he goes to Miami, who knows? He might have been crazy successful there too. I, I don't know. But it's interesting to think of if he didn't win a Super Bowl in Miami, if he didn't have close to the same individual or team success in Miami, just think about that for a second, how we could be hearing those same things over and over and over again about Brady even now, about can he win without Belichick? Like, I, We'd be probably talking about that exactly to this day if he went to the Dolphins before the 2020 season. Now, there's also a what if of what if Brady went over to the Dolphins for this season? That was the second part of the tampering. The Dolphins reached out to Brady. We're gauging his interest, right? He was walking away from football. They're like, eh, before you do that, how about, uh, you know, minor ownership stake, you know, front office role, maybe you... You play for us too. Like, what do you think? What if, what if Brady was getting ready for the 2022 season as a member of the Dolphins? That to me isn't as interesting as a what if. I mean, it'd be kind of cool that he'd be in the same division as the Patriots, face off against Belichick. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But to me, the the real uh, juice is back in 2020. If he had joined the Dolphins back then. What happens next? I guess, you know, Brady in the AFC with the gauntlet that is that conference this year, that'd be pretty interesting. With those weapons, imagine Brady, who knows how it plays out, but let's say it's close to the similar. What if the Dolphins have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Brady is the quarterback with a pretty good defense also? That'd be pretty interesting, but I think the real what if is before the 2022 season. Uh, But Brady went to Tampa, and a lot of those doubts and a lot of those questions about could he be successful without Belichick, those were put to bed permanently. And I don't know that that's the same scenario if he goes to the Dolphins and just doesn't have the same success. I looked right before the show. The Dolphins head-to-head against the Patriots last two years. Dolphins are 3-1 and against the Patriots. So maybe Brady would have had good head-to-head success against the Patriots these last two years if he went to Miami. But imagine if those Dolphins teams are like struggling to get into the playoffs or they're one and done in the playoffs. They don't have a deep run. We'd be talking about Brady a lot differently right now. Uh, That's pretty crazy to me. We'll get to some of the other layers of the uh, gold standard of tampering, which is the Miami Dolphins, a little bit later in the evening. But right now, we hand the baton over to Monsi Bolaños, reggaeton expert, and update anchor. Yes, I do love reggaeton. I'm not going to lie. Is that at the top of the list for you? Um, I, I, It's definitely up there. It's just... I know how you love metal. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, no. Uh, I, I I like it to like work out and like to clean it. Like puts me in a moving mood. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I'm productive if you put on reggaeton. You're productive. Okay, so yeah. that's your getting things done type right. of vibe. Exactly, here. exactly. Gotcha. So if I yeah. got to do something, whether it's cleaning, whether I got to work out, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm going to play. 
a little bit of uh, reggaeton will put me in the mood to be proactive. That's what for about sure. uh, metal? You know, you ever go to the gym and listen to heavy metal? You could get very productive. It's heavy way. metal, like like the screaming, like oh, yeah. Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I can't do that. I want to be able to understand when when they're yelling at me and have understanding's time. overrated. No, Monty. I want to be able to sing along or yell along. So uh-huh. uh, if I can't understand, then what's the point? I can't. No, 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 no. Not not for me. Not for very, me. Very disappointing. Well, Brian, we had a lot of baseball last night and uh, some exciting games. Yeah, we had the Cardinals beat the Yankees, giving them their third straight loss. Unbelievably, the Yankees since the All-Star break are 6-9. and nine. Matt Carpenter returned to St. Louis for the first time since being traded. He had been in St. Louis since 2009. He got a little emotional. Nothing like Freddie Freeman did in Atlanta, but he did get a little bit emotional, a little choked up. He said his kids were very excited to come back. He also added that his five-year-old son has not really grasped the idea that he's no longer a Cardinal. So one day he's a Cardinal, the other day he's still a Yankee. It's back and forth. He still doesn't get it, but a little emotional. I want to give credit to Yadier Molina. He seems like a great teammate. He, he's done this before, but he stepped away from the plate, giving Matt Car- Carpenter that moment. You know, his first at-bat back at St. Louis, and everybody gave him a round of applause. Really nice little moment. Yadier Molina, good for you for doing that. We've seen him do that before. The Astros beat the Guardians 9-3. Trey Mancini hit two homers, including a grand slam. Who doesn't love a grand slam? While the Braves beat the Mets 9-6. Jason Smith was not happy about that, as you can imagine. But the Mets are still up three and a half games on the Braves in the NL East. While the Phillies beat the Nationals 7-2, they hit five homers in that victory. But Phillies pitcher Kyle Gibson, he was perfect through six innings. He retired his first 18 batters. While the Cubs snapped a five-game losing streak and they beat the Marlins 2-1, my boys in blue easily beat Brandon's Padres 8-1. The Dodgers still have the best record in baseball at 73-33. and But the Dodgers did have to place Clayton Kershaw on the 15-day injured list with lower back pain, unfortunately. But Brian, speaking about music, I got a, I got a question for you. Okay. Could you sing me right now a Backstreet Boys song, a piece of a song for Backstreet Boys? Could you? You're just trying to get drops over here. I no, know what you're no, doing, Monty. Please, no. No, I'm not. No. I'm, just, I'm just wondering. No. If I you mean, could. Backstreet's back, all right. I know that oh, part of it. Oh, that's good. I'm not, not going to sing it in key for you. For you sure. Know? Listen, the yeah. Bills, Buffalo Bills, their rookies didn't sing in key either, but check it out. Oh. <laughs> this is the Bills offensive line. <laughs> and they did this shirtless in front of their teammates. Wow. Uh, so good for them. A little bit of hazing, but I'm all about this. So maybe we'll get them to sing in sync next, even though Backstreet Boys was the better boy band. Back to you, Brian. So, wow. <laughs> Do we have your uh, boy band rankings here? What are the top three? What does that look like? I mean, NSYNC was good. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that with NSYNC. But, you know, NSYNC wasn't a true boy band. Number That's why they're one. no longer uh, together. Not a true boy no! band? No! It was it, Justin Timberlake. And everybody uh-huh. else. And that's why he separated himself. Backstreet Boys are still doing concerts together. They're still a boy band. The guy separating himself is a tale as old as time as the boy bands, though. But that was but, with, uh, wasn't Lance Bass in that thing? Which Lance one was Bass he was there, and so was JC something. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really getting in our age here. It's all about the K-pop now. Okay, it is. Yeah, BTS. BTS. That is your... 
that is your hottest hot take is to say that InSync was not indeed a boy band. Nah, they were not. They were not. No, no, that no. That would be like saying the Patriots aren't a real team after they lost Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like they're Fair. still a team. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you get what I'm saying? I just feel like they they were it was one man, one guy, Justin Timberlake, that carried them all the way, and that's why he separated and they never got back together. Backstreet Boys, they needed each other. They all sang. Literally. Every <laughs> no, single one of them. No respect for Joey Fatone? That's his name. No. Isn't he like the announcer for Steve Harvey on Family Feud? Oh man, I don't know. So you're basically, if I'm reading you right, you're telling me the Backstreet Boys are more like the 04 Detroit Pistons, right? Like, <laughs> sure, no yes. superstars, right. but just a good collective unit. Is we, that what as you're a saying? Pistons fan, we need to go through this. Who is Ben Wallace? Who is Chauncey Billups? Who is <laughs> yeah, Rasheed right. Wallace? Yes. <laughs> we we got to assign. Uh, we got to assign them all to specific Pistons. For sure. Um, Kevin is is Ben Wallace, and then AJ is Chauncey Billups. Who's the crazy one? He's Sheed. The crazy one, uh, they, okay, then AJ. That. I was just putting AJ as yeah. the like leader, so I gave him Chauncey. But oh, AJ yeah, is the true. crazy one. You're right. Mm. AJ's pretty crazy. You know what, Monty? <laughs> next hour, I've got, I'm not going to say I have beef with you, <laughs> but I, I've got a question for you. I do not, I need you to lay something out, and it has something to do with Twitter. Okay. 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 That's all I'm going to tell you right now. I'll be ready. But uh, I have questions for you okay. coming up here. Yeah. All right, let's get out to the phones here. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Let's hear from Andre in Massachusetts. He's got something on his mind. What's going on, Andre? What's going on? Thanks for taking the call. Listen, I feel that uh, the reason the Browns have Deshaun Watson uh, with the first group is because they feel, as I do, the NFLPA is going to go uh, all in in terms of defending uh, Deshaun Watson, and they will take that next step and sue the NFL for uh, going against their own ruling, which will make Deshaun Watson elig- eligible in week one. I think it's going to play out I don't think it can work like that, man. I don't think that's even possible because they didn't go against the six-game suspension. So this is like he's going to be gone for the first six weeks, and it's just a matter of how much longer he would be suspended after that. That's okay, the way uh, Mike Florio laid it out. I believe that's the way it works. Point t- uh, you, so just to to understand correctly, so he got the six games. The NFL appealed that ruling, so he's not actually suspended for the six games. As I understand it, he's not actually suspended at all. Now this second uh, arbiter the NFL hires is going to reach their decision, which, again, the NFLPA and the NFL will then have to say yes or no to. The, uh, the NFLPA said they're fine with the six games. Obviously, NFL said no. So now we, go, we, we start from scratch is my understanding – there, I, I won't go against Mike Florio, but under that rationale uh, or in that scenario, then Deshaun Watson's able to play week one. No, so I don't think I, that's right. I don't think that's right, Dre. That's what I'm telling you, man, is I think the way it goes is he was suspended for six games. The NFLPA did not dispute that. They were like, that sounds good. If they had disputed that, it'd be a different deal. So it's just a matter of how much longer is the suspension because we... We're anticipating it's going to be longer. It's at at the bare minimum going to be the same, right? I guess in theory, the guy could save six games. But it's not, you know, it starts with week one. Like, he's not going to be around for week one is basically how it works. Um, so it's silly for him to get first team reps right now. It makes no sense to me at all. But, um, I mean, that's the way it was laid out. That's the way I understand it. And really, think about this, too. Like, what... 
even if uh, the NFLPA takes this the federal route, like he Deshaun is going to be suspended. So I I don't understand how there's this thought of well, there's going to be a, a, a what is it in live golf right there's a, a bunch of golfers they are trying to uh, get like a a temporary a restraining order right they're trying to get a, a temporary restraining order that would allow some of these golfers that are suspended from the PGA tour to be able to compete in the FedEx Cup playoffs right so that's not going to happen with Deshaun Watson it's not going to be a temporary restraining order where whatever punishment is in place, where you say, no, 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 that's not, no, we're disputing that. Like the way the CBA is laid out, this has followed the process, right? So there's a disciplinary officer jointly appointed, right? The NFL, the NFLPA, they agreed. It's Sue L. Robinson. So she came to her determination, six-game suspension. The NFL, they're appealing this. And so you had Goodell appoint a designee and this guy is going to rule on it. And then whatever that guy says is what it is. That's it. It's binding. Like That's according to the CBA. So you could have the NFLPA make a federal case out of this, but it's not going to be like, okay, until this federal case gets sorted out, Deshaun can play. That That's not the way it's set up. That's not the way the CBA is. So, no, Deshaun's not going to be on the field for week one. So why he's getting first-team reps right now is ridiculous. It makes no sense at all. All right, we'll get some more of your calls here. 877-99-ON-FOX is your phone number. Feel free to hit us up. Love being interactive over here. Coming up next, man, we got a lot to do. How do we shoehorn all this stuff in? Coming up next, I want to get to a... There's a guy who got high praise, and I don't think he deserves it. I'll throw that your way. Coming up, I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Maz. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A rough listen right here. Do Brian, not, do not say it's a rough listen. This is rough. What the Buffalo Bills were singing the Backstreet Boys, and now- I was hoping I was trying to find the clip and sync it up, but didn't have the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is rough, Monty. I stand by those words. What are you rough. saying? This is rough Brian, right no, here. burst your cheese its now. The this Backstreet Boys. <laughs> this <class>. is absurd. <laughs> absurd. You know, I'm going to get some Mountain Dew here shortly Damn, so I can son, enjoy my cheese. Right? Adding to the list. Mountain Dew. Yeah, Adding we're to getting the list. crazy tonight. Getting crazy. 
Uh, you know what? For some reason, I think it's a good segue to our guy Paul in Rhode Island. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, I just feel it. You know, I feel Paul in Rhode Island. What's going on, man? Are you a Backstreet Boys fan at all, Paul? No, no, I'm no. not. Would you Thanks say it's a rough listen? Would you agree with me? It's a rough listen. I'm sorry. Would you agree with me? It's a rough listen. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a little over, over the hill. Uh, I think. I think Deshaun Watson should put a little makeup, you know, and uh, come to work. Uh, after about 12 games, six from uh, the judge and six from the NFL. But listen, uh, you were saying something about uh, why is he taking reps from the first uh, mm-hmm. first team? He has to. He hasn't played in a year. You he's only- not going to play in maybe another year. Why? why he's not getting ready for week one, Paul. It makes no sense. I don't think the. I think the Browns consist- consistently want to stay in the playoffs. I think. I think he's going to come back and uh, after 12 games, but he has to know the playbook, the system. He has to. Paul, uh, no way. He's not a guy, getting ready a guy for out week of work. one. You got to get your guys ready for week one. You got to get your guy ready for the first half of the season. It's not going to help Deshaun to get a few reps right now when he, whenever he comes back, and who knows if he even is this season. Well, this is, my I, my take is that there's no way that this team that wants to consistently be in the run for a playoff or a wild card, uh, not not let him uh, exercise an effort of learning the playbook. Jacoby, he can learn the playbook. He shouldn't be getting the bulk of the first-team reps, though. I'm not saying no reps at all. Why, why? Okay. why would you give him the bulk of the first-team reps? That makes zero sense. He's probably going to be suspended for somewhere between 10 and 12 games. Most 12 likely. games, 12 games. But you have to exercise an effort with this guy. You own, you own him for five years. There's no way that the Browns want to be out of the picture of at least a wild card because you can't make any money this way. It's impossible. The Browns want to be part of that division. They no longer want to be in a cellar. There's no way that can happen because this guy is going to change the Browns' way. Of course he made his own bed. Of course he has to be punished. Paul, are you related to Kevin Stefanski over here? You sound like the Browns head coach trying to sell me on he's got to get reps over here in August when he's not going to be on the field for over half the year, maybe three-quarters of the year. Jacoby knows the system, right? Jacoby knows the system. You want this guy to get fired? He's brand new. Just like Deshaun. So all this, well, Deshaun, he's got to get the reps. He's got to learn the system. How about the guy who's brand new also who needs to learn the system who's actually going to be playing for the first half of the season? How about that? I'll tell you what. I'll take Josh Rosen in New England as a backup clipboard quarterback, okay? And I bet you any money, two brothers won't have no problem. The problem is Jacoby has a chip on his shoulder, and he has never had a touch with anybody, not Miami, not whatever. Uh, Indy, it doesn't matter. The ma- the problem is, as a coach, I don't. W- you don't want him. If you don't know what the rules are going to come out, this guy has to be uh, ex- access to the playbook. Eventually, if he gets twelve, he gets ten. I think he's going to get twelve. But you, he's, that's a lot of money for not. That's the other part the of this here too, though, Paul. Is even though you Go sound ahead. like Kevin Stefanski Jr. is. Deshaun, with that six-game suspension, he could have practiced for the second half of that suspension. Correct. It's most likely going to be the same thing, whatever the the suspension is extended to. Let's say, let's just say it's twelve games. 
he it is can, 12 games. He can practice at the tail end of that suspension to get him ready for when he's actually going to be playing. It makes well, sense it, to do it that way instead of now. You are correct. You are correct. Yeah. The, 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 problem, the problem here is the money factor of all this. The Browns went too far with the high-ranking money uh, money value of a brand player. This is the it doesn't, this it doesn't guy matter though, future. Paul. That's the thing, man. We got to run, man. I appreciate okay. you checking in, Paul. You. We're just we're up against it, man. But I appreciate you. Um, it, it doesn't matter in this instance, right? It's about 2022. All right, coming up next, high praise. The man does not deserve it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ah, yes, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your late night slash early morning festivities. I guess we're all in the uh, Saturday portion here, right? West Coast, welcome to Saturday. We're official now. Very nice. You know, I've gotten some pushback over here. A little pushback. I like that. I like that. As long as you make a good argument, I'm all good with pushback. I like a... I like a well-thought-out argument that differs from mine because that's the only way that I learn something new or grow in a way where I'm like, I I hadn't either considered that or that's a strong opinion, whatever. So I have nothing against people pushing back, but it's got to make sense. And so I laid it out at the beginning of the show where on Friday, Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski, he said, well, we're in a holding pattern right now as we find out what Deshaun Watson's punishment is going to be. So in the meantime, we got to get both Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, he even mentioned Joshua Dobbs and Josh Rosen. We got to get every quarterback ready. And so Deshaun Watson, he's taking the bulk of the first team reps right now. And I raised my arm and I'm like, um, Why? Why would be my question? He's going to be suspended for half the year, at least. Why Why would he be taking first-team reps right now? You got to get ready for week one. You got to get ready for the first half of the season. So if Jacoby Brissett is going to be your guy, you need to get him ready. Like, this is just, it's crazy to me. Like, put it this way. For anyone who's like, oh, Brian, I mean, you got to get him ready. Like, if Deshaun Watson, if that initial ruling by Sue L. Robinson stuck, she suspends him for six games, and the NFL just said, you know what? Fine. We don't want to, um, we don't want to dispute this, basically, right? We don't want to make Sue L. Robinson, who is the jointly appointed disciplinary officer, we don't want to make her look weak in any way and we're just we're going to overrule her first ruling so fine six games we'll live with it let's just say the nfl said we're not disputing this would you still hold true to that do you still think it makes sense for deshaun watson to get the bulk of the first team reps right now even if he was suspended for the first six games i would argue that doesn't make sense either He would be eligible to practice with the team at the tail end of that six-game suspension. So get him the first-team reps when he's nearing playing, like when he's about to be on the field. 
So even if this is just a six-game suspension, that would still be my stance. But it's absolutely my stance when he stands to be suspended longer. I just I don't understand why he would be he would be getting the bulk of the first team reps. But um, hey, man, if you see it differently, that's fine. But I just I got I got to hear a compelling argument as to why. The other portion of this, and I won't do the whole show on Deshaun Watson, but this part of it is pretty interesting to me. Um, Sue L. Robinson, how she got to deeming this nonviolent what the uh, the allegations against Deshaun Watson were. What's really interesting to me is she's not arriving at the, that conclusion on her own. She's arriving at that conclusion based on what is exactly in the NFL's personal conduct policy. Now, I think she's being literal to a fault here because she's basically saying, I'm looking at your personal conduct policy And based on the things that you have laid out, deeming this is a violent act, right? Some of the examples are um, domestic violence. Well, that's not the case here. Uh, Family violence. That's not the case here. Sexual assault involving physical force. That's not involved here. So she goes down the list of everything that's mentioned there, and she says, well... According to what you have laid out here, NFL, in your personal conduct policy, this does not fall under a violent act. That was a key part of her whole ruling here. So she said, based on your words, NFL, this is nonviolent, so this doesn't fall into the the six-game baseline suspension for a violent act. Very interesting. I don't think that's correct, but that's the way she thought of it. And what's also interesting to me is I just, I don't know how, I don't know how the NFL can lay it out perfectly in the personal conduct policy where it covers everything before the wrongdoing. You know what I'm saying? You might think that, oh, no, you're carrying the water for the NFL here, but just reasonable, right? Can you reasonably expect the wording to be laid out perfectly where you know like where things stand? You know the possible punishments for every uh, wrongful act. I, I just don't think that's realistic because that's, that's basically what she's saying over here. She mentioned as part of her ruling the NFL is a, attempting to impose a more dramatic shift in its culture without the benefit of fair notice to and consistency of consequence for those in the NFL subject to the policy. So she's arguing about it's got to be in your personal conduct policy where a player could thumb through it and be like, okay, if I do this, I should expect this type of punishment. Oh, this act would constitute a violent act, and oh, that's that's bad news. Or like, really? I just I think that's being literal to a fault. And I also think if we're talking about precedent here, I understand that you look at precedent, but I don't think you should be basing everything on your ruling on it. What other case was there where there were twenty four civil lawsuits? What what is there in the history of the NFL that relates to that? 
So it's like, why is it being compared to other things that are similar, but there aren't nearly as many lawsuits? It's just weird. It's weird. I thought that she was literal to a fault. And I think the whole thing about precedent, she's too beholden to that. So I, I don't understand the ruling in the first place. But that's how she arrived at that destination, at the six-game suspension. She was just reading basically root, word for word what is in the NFL's personal conduct policy. Interesting. I don't know about you, but the way my mind works, if someone is like, if someone says something that I think is wrong, I'm still curious as to how they arrived there. I don't know if you think like that, but if somebody, I don't know, called in and said the Jets are going to win a Super Bowl this year, I'd be like, what? How? Why? Why would you think that? Based on what? Right? Like, I just think like that. How did you get there? And so I wondered how Sue L. Robinson got there at six games. That's the that's basically what it boils down to. She read the personal conduct policy word for word, and she basically said, cool, NFL, this is what you have in writing. So if you think that your players deserve a more severe penalty, okay, yeah, that, that might be the case, but it needs to be in writing beforehand. And I'm like, I don't know how it's realistic to think it's going to be written out so well where you can just look at the table of contents and be like, oh, okay, uh, page 47, 24 civil lawsuits. Uh, oh, that's about a suspension for a year. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't think it's realistic to expect it to be written out so perfectly. All right, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Let me get out to Emmett. Emmett wanted to check in on Deshaun Watson. So while I'm on subject, we'll work Emmett in here. What's going on, Emmett? Brian, no, what's up, man? Thanks for taking the call. Now, this whole Deshaun Watson thing to me, it, it's it's very interesting, and I love talking about it. And it's funny to me because they hired Sue Robinson to, you know, give these rulings, and then she gives her ruling. And, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it's kind of weird for it to be – you're kind of – you're not supposed to have everything written out. Like, there's different instincts of people, like, committing different acts of crimes or, you know, situations that could be against a personal conduct. But, personally, I think the year is the way to go for Deshaun Watson and the reinstate because, like, obviously 24 lawsuits is a lot. <laughs> like, that, that, that is a very odd amount to me. And I think also for the Browns is what the Browns are going to Brown. Like, why are you putting your, the Deshaun Watson, who we know isn't going to play like the NFL is appealing it. They're not taking six games for an answer. They're not, they're, they're going to keep fighting until they get more than six games. Why are you putting him as the first team guy? And also I saw something that was in the rumors. You might have saw this too, Brian, but the Browns are in rumors of Going for Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, I feel like mm. it could be interesting. One-year deal. And I was looking it up because I'm prepping for, uh, to record my podcast. And his salary is $27 million. But the weird part to me, and it kind of caught me by shock, is the Browns have $48 million in available cap space right now. So that if they really wanted to, they could very well do something to get Jimmy G. Because Jimmy G is not going to take up a lot of value. And that Browns roster is... Very good. They're ready to win right now. So I don't think they're very confident in Jacoby Brissett, which you can't blame them. So do you think Jimmy G would be a a move for the Browns to consider? 
Yeah, I do. Um, I call him Jimmy Just a Guy because I don't think he's a difference maker. But he's better I, than Jacoby <laughs> Brissett is. And that's a really good roster. I wouldn't just punt on 2022 if Deshaun is suspended for 10, 12 games the entire season. Yeah, if you got the cap space, make it happen. Yeah, I, I, I think that Browns, they just can't waste it. And it's not like they have all these draft picks that tank and get Deshaun the next guy. Like they, They've given up a lot for Deshaun, and it won't take a lot for Jimmy. So I think it's a great move. Yeah, no, I appreciate you checking in, Emmett. No doubt. Um, yeah, I ask yourself this for anyone who's like, "Oh, Brian Deshaun Watson, who's going to be suspended longer than six games? He needs to get the first team reps right now." <laughs> like, what if? Let's play the what if game. What if the Browns traded for a Jimmy Garoppolo? Okay, let's say this happens over the course of the next week. Just bear with me here. I don't think this is realistic. I don't think this is going to happen, but let's just say it did, right? The determination is made. Deshaun Watson is suspended for X amount of games, whatever it happens to be, 10, 12, the whole season, whatever. The Browns make a move. They bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Would it make sense for Deshaun Watson to still get the bulk of the first team reps? If your answer is no, which it should be, then why does it make sense right now for Deshaun Watson to get the bulk of the first team reps? It makes no sense at all. None. <laughs> and so if you're like, well, Jimmy G, like you got to get him ready. Yeah, it's the same concept with Jacoby Brissett. You got to get him ready. It, it takes precedent. I understand what Kevin Stefanski is saying, like, we got to get all these quarterbacks ready. Yeah, but you've got to prioritize which is more important here and now. And the here and now is the season is around the corner, and we got to get the guy who's going to be behind center come week one ready first. And as it stands right now, it's Jacoby Brissett. So I, I don't think that's a tough one to figure out at all. Feel free to check in. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Ooh, we got some interesting off-season remedies, if you will. Give you that story right around the corner. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way... You might think I'm being sarcastic here. I'm not at all, Chris. This is a great poll by you. I love this song. It's an outstanding song, He, he man. sounds so much like Sting, doesn't he? 
I not, didn't not think the wrestler, about it like but that. It, it sounds bit. like a classic. When I first heard the song, I kept <laughs> looking around. I'm like, this has got to be a police song somewhere, right? And I was like, no, it's not a police song. It's someone else. I'm like, wow. It's uh, Look, man, it's a simplistic song, but it freaking works. It's outstanding. This is one of those songs that does really well in mashups, and I love mashups. Great job by Gautier. You know, I, is he a one-hit wonder? Does he have anything? I don't more think than this I've one? heard anything else from Gautier. So one-hit yeah. wonder. Yeah, man. Brandon told me he hates this song. By the way, you hate this like song, this Brandon. Song. I don't like this song. I never. Why do? You, how, how can you not like this song, Brandon? Do you hate puppies too? No, I just I didn't get the hype around this song when it came out, and I've just never really. I don't know. This is it's. I think, but it just, it's, I think it was just overplayed, honestly. Okay, that's fair. It, it is overplayed. I just I vibe with the lyrics. I guess I don't know. It's a feel we all got. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. You know, I when you can relate to something. Um, yeah. What'd you say, Brandon? You haven't. Uh, sorry, I, I was just saying I haven't heard it in quite a while. So I mean. So now you've come around. Now you love it. Is that what you're well, saying? It's not as bad as I remember, but I do remember it being insanely I just, annoying. I had to play this because I I was just listening to this in a mashup with like some overly epic orchestral music for some reason. <laughs> oh, really? YouTube, YouTube presents me the, the silliest things, and I just So it, it was like Metallica with the San Francisco Orchestra or whatever? Not, this was not, the Gautier on, version of that? Kind of. Not with the Metallica part, but yeah. Okay. No, it was, it was from like a movie or a video game or something, but they had these lyrics like timed up and pitched tuned perfectly to it, and I love the mashup. I love the mashup. I might have to get a little sample of that later on in the program. I'll send you the YouTube link. Okay. All right, let me get to the phones here. I'll get to, I, you know, I'm a chronic teaser again tonight, apparently, is what's going on, but I owe you a couple of things here. I will pay them off momentarily, but uh, yeah, some interesting off-season methods in the NFL, and also uh, there's a guy who's getting major props. I don't think he deserves it, but, you know, when you guys want to check in, I like being interactive, so uh, let's go out to the phones here. Q is over in Dallas. Oh, Q's not there. Uh, Jordan is in Hayward, though. Got a thought for us. What's going on, Jordan? What's going on, Brian? How you feeling? Good, bud. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I was uh, going to chime in on your, your comments about Deshaun Watson. I was going to touch on two points. First, the disciplinary action, and then also what the Browns are deciding to do and giving him first-team reps. Yeah, man. What do you got? Okay, so so um, here, let me pull over so the noise isn't too crazy. Um <laughs> Oh, it's all good, you know, man. It's yeah. Don't don't kill yourself. It's fine. We can hear you good. Okay, cool. Um, the first thing is uh, with the collective bargaining agreement. Usually, in in uh, in uh, agreements, MOUs, memorandums of understanding. This is this is standard with like uh, labors labor unions. I mean, um, usually uh, the the discipline as far as suspensions or anything like that is very specifically noted out. It's not noted out specifically in the collective bargaining agreement. What it talks about is discipline, but it doesn't go into sentencing or how um, that will be adjudicated, right? So that's one of the main issues. And then another issue is when uh, there's a clause in the collective bargaining agreement that states that you can't be double penalized. You can't be penalized by the team and then also penalized by the league. Now, technically, Deshaun Watson wasn't penalized by the team, but he was sat last season. So that's going to go into the consideration of 
the mediator, right? They're going to consider that, okay, he sat 17 games last year. Okay, and then you talk about fines. Well, he wasn't fined. Well, he paid out settlements, right? To 23, It's a foregone conclusion that he's paid out millions of dollars in settlements, right? So we know that he's paid a penalty already, right? So in them giving him an, an additional six games, that, that's, that's pretty much – in line with what it would have looked like if he was suspended indefinitely last season and then uh, during this offseason suspended another six games, right? Okay, so that's the issue on the discipline. I think that it's it's pretty straightforward what happened here with the discipline. Now, as far as him getting first-team reps, there's two scenarios here. One of them is that the commissioner comes back, overrules the arbitration, uh, the arbitrator's uh, disciplinary decision, and then what's going to happen is we all know that it's going to go to uh, the, the circuit court. And so basically uh, it'll go to the circuit court. They'll ask uh, the players union to ask for an injunction. Deshaun Watson will be playing this season from game one if that happens, right? Okay. And then the other situation is that the six games is upheld. If the six games is upheld, Deshaun Watson is sat out for a season. They need to get him going right now because we're talking about six games. All they need to do is go three and three. Jacoby Brissett has been playing. He's been getting reps for the last couple seasons. He hasn't been suspended. I think they're banking on the fact that let's get Deshaun Watson going because either he's going to play within six games or he's going to play from game one. And I'm, I think it's option one. I think Deshaun Watson plays from game one because the NFL has already decided to dispute uh, this issue with the with the with the the, the decisionary uh, the the disciplinary decision by the arbitrator let me ask you this jordan are you a betting man by chance i'm a betting man i talk a lot of smoke in my fantasy football league i call people out of their names and i bet i put the money on the wood okay so let me let me throw out a proposal for you here What, what odds would you need to be enticed for you to bet that deshaun watson is on the field come week one what do you need what do you need plus 150 i'll give you plus what do you need? Plus two hundred? What do you need? Where you'd say, I'll get down on that now. Um listen, <laughs> I, I would bet anything. To be honest, now I wouldn't necessarily if I was if I was really betting, I wouldn't say that out loud, but but I'm sure that he'll be on the field. Uh, you're sure. Okay. So how about even odds? If you're sure, let's make it plus one hundred. I say he's not on the field come week one. You want to get down on your side's yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Money on the wood, I'll take it. Okay, what, what are we throwing down here, Jordan? You think he's going to be there week one? I don't. I don't think there's any chance. What are we throwing on this? Um, shit, we could throw a beer on it. I don't know where you're located, <laughs> but I'll show up. I'll show up at the game wherever you're going to be located, and we'll pick a week, and then I'll buy you a beer. We'll take a picture. We'll make it a thing. Okay, fine. That that works. We'll make it a drink. I, for for the record, I'm not a drinker, but you know we'll put a beverage on it. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, if you we'll you win, on. I'll get you a beer. If you'll get me a Mountain Dew or something very extravagant, if we'll I get, win, I'll get you a Dew. I'll get you a Dew. Okay. I see you've been hanging out with Shannon Sharp. <laughs> That's right, Dew versus beer. Fine, it's a bet there, Jordan. I appreciate you checking in, man. Good stuff for sure. I just look. <laughs> this is the way the process works with the way it's set up with the new CBA. So we understand the first part. There's a disciplinary officer. In this case with Deshaun Watson, with that case, it was Sue L. Robinson. She makes her determination, six-game suspension, boom. NFL says, 
No, no, no. They do the 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 Dikembe Mutombo, right? No, no, no. Six games, not enough. Right? So then we got a new guy appointed by Goodell. He's the designee. Now he's determining what the punishment is going to be. Whatever that guy says is what it is. It's not going to be less than six games. There's going to be more. And that's what's going to stick. So Deshaun is not playing in week one. I got to do out of this. You know, 877-99 on Fox. I guess it can be, what do you want to give me? We could do a segment. What do you want to give me? For anybody who thinks Deshaun Watson's going to be playing in week one and wants to bet on that, what would you be willing to give me? Not bet, just give me. Because he's not going to be on the field on week one. This is how the process works. This is what the NFLPA agreed to. Coming up, I'll tell you why they agreed to it, because that's a reasonable question. It's like, this absolutely favors the NFL. Why would the NFLPA agree to this? So I'll get that to you coming up. First, though, Monsi Bolaños, who is a Backstreet Boys fan. Yeah. A Backstreet Boys <laughs> fan. Yeah. Not a Slipknot fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> but has an update for us here. Uh, I got to nope. agree with you. Listen, Brian, I don't agree with your do and your Cheez-Its, but I agree with what you're saying about Deshaun Watson. He's not going to play. He shouldn't. I'm sorry. I know that there is no precedent that nobody's ever done this. Okay, then make him the example. And we move forward. That's what yeah, it's just the way that it's the the system. Right. It's the way the system is constructed. It's right. not going to be put on hold. Like whatever this new guy, whatever he descri- decides, Peter C. Harvey. Sounds very official, right? Yeah, there. whatever he determines, that's the that's the punishment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I I totally agree. We're not going to see him, and I think it's going to be longer than six weeks. Because yeah. clearly the NFL did not like that ruling. So no. Right, as most people did it, Uh, understandably so. Wouldn't it be hilarious if this guy, he's appointed by Goodell, right? Right. Wouldn't it be hilarious if he determined either the same thing, just just from the standpoint of what the NFL is wanting? He has the same punishment (laughs) or a lesser punishment when the guy's appointed by Goodell. We know that's not going to happen, but I that would oh no, people people would be upset. Yeah. People would be upset and things- <laughs> especially the NFL. Like, dude, we're appointing, we're yeah. appointing you for this, right? Yeah. No, no, it would be a joke. It would be a joke, and I don't think they're going to do that. But if they no. do, then I'll, I don't know. I'm going to need a drink, and you're probably going to need a drink. That's not Mountain Dew, so we'll <laughs> see what happens. A lot of baseball last night. Uh, we had a grand slam. I mean, Trey Mancini, that guy hit two homers as the Astros beat the Guardians nine to three. He homered in each of his first two starts with the Orioles, who just traded him to the Astros. He also homered in his first two starts with the Astros as well. He's the first player in modern era to homer in each of his first two starts with each of his first two MLB teams. Pretty incredible. The Braves beat the Mets 9-6. Robert, Robert, Ronald, Ronald Acuna Jr. He had four hits and robbed Pete Alonso of a two-run homer, but the Mets are still three and a half games up on the Braves in the NL East. Oh, the Mariners are trying to get that wild card, that wild card spot for the playoffs in Major League Baseball, and they lost to the Angels tonight, 4-3 in 10 innings. Taylor Ward hit a sack fly in the top of the 10th inning to give the Angels that victory, while my boys in blue beat the Padres. There was no competition. 8-1. They have the best record in baseball at 73-33. and 
We also had victories from the White Sox, the Orioles, the Rays, the Red Sox, the Twins, who beat the Blue Jays also in 10 innings. The Yankees, third straight loss for them. Cardinals beat them 4-3. to three. The Yankees, since the All-Star break, are 6-9. and nine. They even out-hit the Cardinals tonight, but they still lost. They left eight runners on base. The Brewers beat the Reds 5-2. to two. So the Brewers and the Cardinals, they're still tied for the top spot in the NL Central. Now, in other fun news, if I... If you could, I can't see you wearing this, but Brian, let's say we're going to make you a diamond necklace. So something that represents you. Mm-hmm. What would it be? Not like a little a little Mountain Dew bottle? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be that. Something that represents me? Yeah, in diamonds. In uh, diamonds. Maybe, you know, if it was like a cool guitar necklace, okay. something like that. Yeah, All right. something along those lines. So Sauce Gardner, the fourth overall pick by yeah. the New York Jets this year. Yeah, he got a custom diamond sauce bottle made so yeah. he can wear. There's he was rocking that for the NFL draft also. So this is a different one. And oh, this okay. one has 20 carats of VS diamonds, which are like the highest quality diamonds possible. There are emerald baguettes on it. There's round cuts. He went to a jeweler in New Jersey who's gone to a couple of months. So this is a different one than the one he wore at the draft. It's just a little bottle. It says sauce and he's going to get to wear it. So Hey, I dig it. I like it. I just think along these lines. This guy's got to be legit in the NFL. Right. Oh, for sure. His whole sauce thing is just going to be it's going to turn it's going to turn south. Totally, totally. I'm all about it. I mean, listen, he loves his bling. He wears bling in his teeth now, like even right now during training camp. So, he likes bling, but he better own up to the bling. Right. Well, it'd be a little bit like think about Deion Sanders, another cornerback, a lot of flair. Prime time. He was legit. He's one of the best of all time. Right. So he, he has a lot to live up to. Yeah. But imagine if Deion Sanders wasn't legit. You right. know how fast prime time would be thrown back in his face? Oh, yeah, prime <laughs> time. It's going to be the same thing with Sauce if he's not a oh, baller in the NFL. Totally, totally. He's got a lot to live up to with those chains. You know what I'm saying? I like it. Yeah. I like it, though, man. He's got a lot of swagger. I yeah. like Sauce. Yeah. I like him. All right, I appreciate that. Oh, by the way, the beef I have, budding beef. Oh, yes. More so an explanation is needed here, Okay, Monty, okay. Because I've asked you about your last name, uh-huh. where you've got, I don't know the official word, but the, the squiggly above Enye. the N. Yeah. Enye, uh-huh. Yeah. Why don't you have that in your Twitter handle? Um. Well, so I've had my Twitter for like a really, really long time, like over 10 years. And at the time, it was like not as easy like it is now on your iPhone to make an Enya. And I uh-huh. even till this day on a keyboard, I have to look up what F1 Alt 137. <laughs> like, it's just so complicated. So I for the longest time, I think my driver's license doesn't even say Bolaños. I think it says Bolanos. No kidding, really. Yeah. No squiggly. No squiggly. <laughs> no, on the driver's license. I, I, yeah, I really don't think I've ever changed it. I think my, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of my college diploma. I don't think it says Bolanos either. I feel wow. like I just have Bolanos because I just got over it. I was like, I can't. This is too complicated. I forget Alt one three seven plus my. I don't want to do that now. iPhone makes it real easy. I just hold the little N. And yeah, it gives it to me. You got all the options. Yeah, right. It's way so, better that way. Yeah, so that's. I think I did my Twitter in two thousand eleven. So yeah, at that time, I, I was worried about other things. You, you know, I was trying to get to class. It. I was trying to get to class hey, at the time. It. You know, I was worried okay, about my beef, squiggly. Beef is over. There we go. Right? No beef. Got the explanation. I understand now. There you go. So the more good. you know. Yeah. A little exactly. rainbow. <laughs> All right, let me get out to the phones here. I was in Peoria, Illinois, true story, yesterday. Uh, and Mike is there right now. So uh, he's got a thought for us. What's going on, Mike? 
Oh, Brian, no. Thanks for taking the call. What in the world were you doing in my neck of the woods? I was over there in Morton, Illinois. And, sure. uh, yeah, there's a girl that I date that's staying over there right now. And so wow. uh, we made our way over to Peoria. So shout out Peoria where you're at, Mike. Absolutely. They they, ha- they have one of the best uh, – Best uh, disc golf national disc golf tournaments in Martin every year. The Ledstone Insurance Invitational. Uh, anyways, real quick, two things. First of all, I've heard it. Said, I've heard it explained by a quote-unquote expert that uh, when the suspension gets extended and the NFLPA sues for an injunction, the injunction only applies to the enhanced part of the suspension mm. the first the first six games mm-hmm. are not touchable so he will not play the first six games no matter what happens that's what i heard on a, another fox sports radio show and second of all and this is my, my uh, uh something i've been dying since the last time i talked to you to get back to you uh, uh and ask you this uh i don't know if you are uh, certainly, uh, someone in uh, your uh, crew there can look this up. If you're not familiar with Billy Squire and his song that made him famous, but whenever uh, Watson does eventually hit the field, the first away game he plays, I think that that opponent should play Billy Squire and the song that made him famous nonstop every time Watson is warm for the whole time he's warming up until and every time he takes the field after a punt uh, that gives Cleveland the ball back and a turnover gives the Cleveland the ball back. All the time, they should be playing Billy Squire and the song that made him famous. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I think that would be hilarious. Thanks, well, I Brian. Appreciate- yeah, I appreciate you checking in, Mike. Thanks, man. Um, what song? Yeah, is he I don't know that they're going to do that. <laughs> so, what's that, Chris? What, are you saying? what song is he talking about? Why didn't he just say the name of the song? I, I don't. I'm not sure, but I'm going to guess it's probably not going to be in good enough taste. Where you know, we we have a guess here, but still, that was a very yeah. weird way to phrase. That. I've got a guess here too, but uh, I think that's why he had to phrase it that way. Is because it's really not suitable at the end of the day. You know, that sort of thing. Um, You know, it makes me think of, this is a true story. I think it was with the Chicago White Sox. And I can't remember the exact story, but it was was the old White, White Snake video. Here I go again. And it was the, uh, it was the, the woman that was the star in the video. A song by uh, White Snake. It says, here I go alone. <laughs> That's right. Very well done by you, Chris. Our guy, Paul. Yeah. But uh, whoever was the main star, the woman in that video, a very pretty woman. But And I can't remember exactly what it had to do. It might have been like Chuck Finley. It was some player for the Angels. Something like that. Like he dated that woman. And the Chicago White Sox guy, the guy in, in charge of the music, he played that. Again, I don't remember the entire story, but he was basically trolling this opposing baseball player by playing this video because they had a relationship with this girl in that video. They fired the guy. They're like, get the hell out of here. That's not in good taste. And I can't remember the nuts and bolts of the whole story. Um, but yeah, you, you might get run. You might be out of a job if you do something like that. Um, yeah. 
But there you go. And the let's not bury the lead here. The most important part of that is if that's true and it would make sense because when the initial six game ruling when that suspension was handed out by Sue L. Robinson, the NFLPA, they didn't challenge it. Like they were willing to uh their their camp, the Deshaun camp, they wanted no suspension, but they were willing to accept anywhere from six to eight games. So the six-game suspension, they're like, sounds good to me. They even put out a statement before the ruling say, saying, we're not going to challenge this, and we would hope that the NFL would do the same thing. So they must have been tipped off somehow. But they did not challenge it. And so they can't go back afterward and challenge the new ruling. So, yeah, Deshaun is not playing in week one. So long story short, I have a Mountain Dew coming to me. Uh, compliments of Jordan and Hayward. Appreciate that. If anybody else wants to just donate stuff, that's cool. Hit me up. 877-99 on Fox. Like, hey, Brian, I think you need a new mink coat for the winter time. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Hey, Brian, I think Deshaun's going to play in week one. I'm willing to put, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, a case of uh, Mountain Dew on it. Fine. Thanks for the case. Appreciate that. Feel free to check in. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Okay, coming up next, we got a lot to do here. We've got uh, interesting off-season methods. It's around the corner. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, there are a lot of people who want to check in. Uh, so I'm curious what people have on their minds. Uh, let me go out to Lou is over there in Fullerton. Let's welcome Lou in here to Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Lou? Hey, Lou. Uh, hey, Lou. Uh, hey, Brian. I have to tell you that uh, Sue Robinson blew the whole case for uh, Deshaun, and he'll get a couple years at least, because she said it wasn't violent sexual assault. And sexual assault by itself means violence. And so uh, you can't add anything to that. Sexual assault, all of it is violent. So uh, uh, to say his wasn't violent really blew the case wide open for that um and that's what's going to happen it could he could get end up getting two years for this for sure i I'd listen lou i appreciate you checking in man i see it differently i don't think it's going to be a two-year suspension i think it's going to be a one-year suspension at the at the most and look i agree with you in terms of uh the violence part of it the problem is she's going like word for word based on the NFL's personal conduct policy. So she's not saying, in my view, it's nonviolent. She's saying, according to your personal conduct policy, NFL, based on what you have written out, this isn't a violent act. And that's where it gets real tricky. But I don't think that that would uh, lead to a two-year suspension. I, I just don't foresee that happening. I think that would be... I don't I don't see that being the case. But I do see uh, the new person over uh, looking over this. It's Peter C. Harvey. It's going to be more than six games. I don't think it'd be in two years. I think it's going to be one year at the most. I'm envisioning something along the lines of... I'm guessing somewhere around 10 to 12 games. And probably a, a huge fine... I would guess somewhere in the $10 million range. So somewhere 10-ish games, $10 million, that would be what I'm uh, envisioning here. We'll see how it shakes out. Brad is over in Phoenix. What's up, Brad? What's on your mind? 
Hey, how you doing? Good, bud. Uh, no, I just my 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 concern is is fairly simple. Uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow have built, you know, they've been both disavowed and disallowed from ever playing again for kneeling on the field. And we're talking about Deshaun Watson hurting in one way or another at least 24 women. And we're going to let him, uh, we're going to let him play again. So, you know. I mean, look, man, I appreciate you checking in, Brad. I just, I don't think I, I don't agree with that. Like the Tebow thing, <laughs> Tebow can't play. You know, Tebow's not effective in the NFL. It was never, he was never blackballed from the NFL for kneeling as a religious act. That's just not the case. Um, but I don't want to bury your main point over here. Look, it comes back to the ugly truth of this is, how talented are you on the football field? And Deshaun Watson is more talented than those other guys. So that's the ugly truth of that whole thing. Lots to pay off here. Interesting offseason methods and some high praise for a guy that I don't think deserves it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ah, yes, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your early morning here. Lots to do, lots going on here. I'll get out to the phones here momentarily, but a couple of things I want to lay out. I want to lay out. Just a quick 20-second timeout from the Deshaun Watson stuff. Just a, a quick 20. You know, not a full timeout. We'll get back to it in this segment. Some people want to check in on that. But let me shift the focus here for a second because Aaron Rodgers said something that caught my attention. He was a guest on the Aubrey Marcus podcast and he was talking about ayahuasca. Huh? Little psychedelic action, psychedelic off-season therapy. Listen to what Rodgers had to say about it. It was a very deep and meaningful uh, couple nights uh, ceremony and I came back and knew that I was never going to be the same. And like you said, it, it doesn't, you don't do that. And then not, for me, I didn't do that and think, oh, I'm never playing football again. No, it, it gave me a deep and meaningful uh, appreciation for life. I really feel like that set me on my course to be able to go back in to my job and have a different perspective on things and then to, to be way more free at work as a leader, as a teammate, as a friend, as a lover. And I really feel like that experience paved the way for me to have uh, the best season of my career. Okay, a couple of things. First thing is, I'm not quite sure which band I hear in my head underneath Aaron Rodgers whenever he talks. You know what I'm saying? It's either... Fish. It's some type of jam band, I think. It's either the Grateful Dead. It might have a little bit of a hippie vibe. Or or maybe maybe a little Pink Floyd. You know, maybe a little just like, bro, man, yo, dude. He's kind of got that vibe going on. That's what I hear underneath Aaron Rodgers from now on. I, I didn't hear it the same way until he laid that out. The other part of this, in all seriousness... The ayahuasca and the psychedelics. and Look, there was a deep dive. I'm pretty sure it was an athletic piece. And they did a deep dive into these psychedelics, like this uh, treatment. And look, there are some former athletes 
that swear by this stuff. Some of them, like ex-football players, ex-hockey players, might have played in collision sports, and some of them were suicidal. Like they were, their life was falling apart, and they did this same treatment, and they're like, "It saved me. It worked wonders." And so, look, man, I don't know one way or the other. I know it works for some people. Some people swear by it. So I'm not going to just, you know, be like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to dismiss all this. If people are saying, like, dude, literally it saved my life, I'm going to sit there and say, maybe there's something to it. I don't know. But in terms of Aaron Rodgers having his best season, I just don't. Like, that's even factually incorrect, you know? (laughs) He's coming off. He was the defending MVP for a reason. He had an outstanding 2020 season. The Packers even went further in the playoffs that year, right? They were in the NFC Championship game. They were one and done, lost to the 49ers this past season. And even statistically, Rodgers was better in 2020. He was better in 2011. Um, They went on to what win the Super Bowl that year too, right? That's, that's, that's a big deal. So now I would... I would disagree with Aaron Rodgers there. Or it might have been the previous. I guess it was 2010, but 2011 is when he put up huge numbers, won his first MVP, and that was better than this past season. So I don't know, man. I wouldn't just chalk everything up to the uh, psychedelic treatment why he had his best season. I would just disagree with that. But I would also say, hey, man, if if it worked for him, uh, some people swear by this stuff. So there might be something to it. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, one other story that caught my attention, and I'll get to the calls here. Michael Irvin, former NFL wide receiver, Hall of Famer, right? Dallas Cowboy, great. He was on 95-7 the game. And he was talking about, that's a station in the Bay Area, he was talking about 49ers quarterback Trey Lance. He's expecting... Huge things from Lance this year. Check this out. I can't wait to see it. And I'm expecting him to have an incredible season for a young guy. I'm not saying he's going to win MVP, but he'll have an incredible season for a young guy. I've watched Kyle Shanahan have pretty good success with guys, with backup guys that are way less talented, way less talented than Trey Lance. So I'm expecting him to have some success with this kid, with the upside that he has. In his body. Okay. Um, look, I understand what he's saying. He's partially right with Kyle Shanahan. He's had some success with other quarterbacks that aren't as talented. Maybe Trey Lance will have a good season. I just, I don't see him being incredible. The guy started two games. You know, he looked shaky in one of those starts against the Arizona Cardinals. He's thrown 71 passes in his NFL career. That's it. And he hasn't started a lot of games in college. And when he did start, it was at the FCS level. That's just a lot of questions for me to envision Trey Lance just hitting the ground running. You're talking incredible in 2022. I, I, I I don't see it. I don't see it. And I also think this. I think Trey Lance is in a really interesting position. I've laid this out before, so I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version. I think that Trey Lance is in a good and a bad position at the same time. This doesn't happen very often. But the good side is he's surrounded by a lot of talent. You could do a whole lot worse than Debo Samuel now under contract, 
George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Like, that's a lot of talent to be throwing to. You've got a good running game. Kyle Shanahan is awesome when it comes to making a running game work. So he's surrounded by talent. That's the good part. The bad part is the expectations. It's a team that was just in the NFC Championship game. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be around, if Trey Lance struggles, if the Niners are losing games, you know what's going to happen. You can see this from 50 miles away. You're going to hear a whole bunch of talk of, why did they get rid of Jimmy G? What were they thinking? They had a good thing going, blah, 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 blah. That's what it's going to be if he struggles at all this season. So that's the bad part of this. There's going to be a competition with a guy that's not even on the team. How often can you say that? The ghost of Jimmy G. It will be a thing this season whenever Trey Lance struggles, and especially if the Niners are struggling on top of that. So that pressure on top of this, it's like what he's going to be compared to. He's going to be compared to Jimmy G, who didn't light it up at all, but people are going to conveniently forget about that and just look at his win-loss record as if Jimmy G is just putting up Aaron Rodgers' numbers. It's like, no, they they won in spite of Jimmy G a lot of times, not because of him. But people are going to forget about that, and they're going to be like, they made it to a Super Bowl. They made it to the NFC Championship game. Why'd they run him out of town? Right? So that's the tough part of this. So with all of that, with, with real pressure, think about how this compares to, seriously, the other top quarterbacks. Did Trevor Lawrence have the same type of pressure last year as a first-year starting quarterback? Does he even have it this year with Jacksonville? No. Does Zach Wilson have the same type of pressure? Is anybody saying, why'd you get rid of Sam Darnold? What? No. No. If the Jets go 6-11, and we're going to be like, hey, Jets, six wins, not bad. <laughs> Let the Niners go 6-11 and and listen to what people say about Trey Lance. It's just different expectations for the guy. So that, there's a lot of pressure that comes along with that. So I think it's going to be a challenge as well. So I, I don't see incredible 2022. By the way, how about this? So according to DraftKings, the MVP odds, Trey Lance at plus 4,000. He's 40 to 1. You know who else is 40 to 1? Deshaun Watson. That just caught my attention right before the show. I don't even know how I saw that. But I'm like, wow. If you're expecting an incredible year for Trey Lance, he's got the same odds to win the MVP as Deshaun Watson does, who was initially suspended for six games. The NFL is appealing that suspension, wanting a harsher punishment. He's probably going to get it. So a guy that's going to be suspended for, I don't know, anywhere from 8 to 12 games, maybe the entire season, he's got the exact same odds to win MVP as Trey Lance. That's not a great sign for Trey Lance and him potentially having a an incredible 2022 season. I'm just saying, throwing it out there. All right, 877-99 on Fox. Let's work in some calls here. Manuel in Gardena, our guy, friend of the show, joins us here. Manuel, what's going on, bud? From the West Coast to the East Coast to the Hawaiian Coast to the Alaskan Coast, hell, to the Barbary Coast and the Ivory Coast. Over the AM570 Los Angeles blowtorch, 
we are all privileged, we're honored to have the voice of the Duke of Midnight, Brian No. How the hell are you doing, my man? I'm great, man. I'm even better right now after that rousing introduction, man. It gets better every single week, man. Well, you're doing an outstanding job. Hey, you do an outstanding job, so we got to reciprocate. As far as the dishonorable Sue L. Robinson, I tell you what, man, what a joke. You talk about a toothless punishment, and you would think that being a female she would have done a little more to protect females all over the world. I mean, like that caller was saying earlier, by definition, sexual assault is basically like the lowest point of a rape, okay? Like the lowest count that you could have of a rape. And that's not considered violent. I mean, you talk about an idiot. I didn't even have to go to law school to figure that one out. And neither did my man that called earlier, I don't think. But we both see that. So, you know what? Deshaun Assaultson deserves at least another four games on top of that. I don't care if he didn't play last year because it wasn't a punishment. What it was was the franchise knew that if they ran that pervert rapist out there, that it was going to be a black eye on all of the NFL. And thankfully, they didn't run his ass out there. He deserves every little bit that he gets, and he's a disgrace to the game, Brian. No. Hey, keep up the good work. You, Efren Salam, everybody on the Fox Sports Network. You guys are outstanding. Outro. Thank you for that. Love it, man. Well, like, here's the thing. Yeah, because somebody brought this up earlier in the evening where Deshaun didn't play at all last year. That's correct. And look, the other part of it is Deshaun was facing all those lawsuits and he had already, he had already requested a trade. And so it's, it's a tricky thing here, right? Where I think the Houston Texans, I think both things can be true. I think the Texans, they didn't want to... Uh, jeopardize Deshaun Watson getting hurt and that could greatly impact what they got back for the guy in a trade. So that's part of it. And I also think I'd be shocked if there wasn't a phone call from the NFL like, yo, uh, so he really can't play? (laughs) And we're either going to have to put him on the commissioner's exempt list or you could do us a solid by having him not play. That's just my hunch. I don't have any proof of that. I, but the NFL didn't have to put him on the commissioner's exempt list because the Texans weren't playing Deshaun. I don't know if that was just totally their decision or the NFL was like, yo, here's what we're looking at. you know. But in any event, the reason it was brought up is because the caller was saying, you're taking that into account when you're considering what his punishment is going to be going forward. He already was out for 17 games last season, so how many more games are going to be tacked onto that? That's not how they're looking at it at all. They're, they're not considering that whatsoever. Sue L. Robinson isn't putting that in her 16-page report of, well, considering time, I, I don't know if you say time served or games that he didn't play already last season, she's not considering that at all. 
I don't expect this new guy to consider it whatsoever either. Peter C. Harvey, former New Jersey Attorney General. So I I think you're just going to see them dish out whatever suspension they see fit, whatever they think makes sense. Um, Because it's clear they're not considering the 17 games last season. And I would also think you could, whether it's correct or not, you could look at this and say the Texans... They didn't want him to, whatever, tear his ACL, uh, suffer a a huge injury where that greatly jeopardized his draft stock in a season that we knew was going to be a throwaway season anyway. Uh, so I think that can be tied partially to the decision, maybe not fully, but I think you could look at it that way and say, well, it's not a fact that they only considered the lawsuits why they held him out. It was also in their best interest as a franchise to protect him as a, a trade option. Okay, 877-99 on Fox is the number. Some people want to check in. We'll get right to you. I also want to get to, as we uh, move on here, parody is a pipe dream. That's on the way as well. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, look, I can't help it. Sometimes the things that you play, Chris, I just have a curious mind. Who is this? Who's the guitarist on this thing here? I don't know the name of the guitarist. This is Polyphia? Polyphia? Polyphia. Oh. I can't. I can't say it. P o l y p h i a. It's from my Gen playlist. So yeah, whoever this guitarist is, getting down right there. Absolutely, good stuff right there. Kind of, kind of sounds a lot like. I don't know if you ever heard Animals as Leaders. I don't think so. No, you're not. You're not into the gent stuff. <laughs> Play more of it, though. Yeah, not bad. He's got some skills over there. I don't know if you know, it's, it's a loose comparison over here for the guitar people out there. Have you ever heard of a guy, this is a long time ago, his name was Blues Sarcino, I think is how you pronounce it. But um, he was a good guitarist. He was always in these guitar magazines. They really pushed this guy, but he was more of a kind of like a Steve Vai, like one of these uh, Joe Satriani, one of these just solo guitarists where it's just instrumental stuff. But he was pretty good. A couple of licks there reminded me of Blue Sarcino. There. Tim Henson and Scott LePage, the two guitarists for the band. Oh, really? Okay. Kind of reminds me of Buckethead. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know Blue Sarcino there, Brandon? I do not, but I know yeah. Joe Sai. He was not a big, uh, he was not a huge, you know, it was not a big deal. By the way, fun fact here for the guitarists out there, the music appreciators out there, Dimebag Daryl of Pantera, I believe on his shin, um, he has a, it's like a plaid. One of Blue Sarcino's albums was plaid. And uh, he's got, he had like a little square plaid thing as a shout out to Blue Sarcino and like his shin or something like that. It was like on his right or left shin. I think Dime was a, a fan of Blue Sarcino. Um, so there you go. That completes the uh, guitar segment of the show this evening. We have uh, checked that box. Check that box and we proceed. You know, move on here. Let me get to Caleb in Hawaii. I was just talking about Trey Lance, the Niners quarterback. Curious what Caleb thinks about this. What's going on, Caleb? How's it going? Good, bud. Hey, I was just calling. I I was listening to you talk about Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. I think the difference is the timetable, right? You got Trevor Lawrence going into a franchise that's just 
and complete crumbles, and then you have Trey Lance who's stepping into an organization that's it's it's set to win now. So you have a guy like Jimmy G, and he's a no. I'm in no way a Jimmy G fan. But when you look at a guy like Jimmy G, he's the definition of a game manager. So you have a guy that's is not going to win you games, but he's not going to lose you games. And they have a team that is built to have a game manager as a quarterback. Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's just I get totally why they move on. I call him Jimmy just a guy. He's just an average guy. So it's just like what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith, right? It's the exact same thing. But that's where it's tough for Trey Lance. He's not only going to be compared to Jimmy G. And I don't think Jimmy was special, but they won a lot of games. And so if they're not winning with Trey Lance, I mean, it's going to be a whole thing. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the problem, yeah, because they have a team that's built to win now. So they bring a guy in that's unexperienced, played, what, two game, one game in college, two games, three games in the past three years, I think. So it's like, how, how are you going to compare the guy Trevor Lawrence versus Trey Lance, right? Yeah, I, I appreciate you checking in. Caleb, shout out Hawaii right there. Yeah, it's just... Look, uh, Trey Lance is in a better position than Trevor Lawrence in terms of the talent he has around him. Trey Lance has more talent around him than Trevor Lawrence does. But he's in a tougher spot because the expectations are much higher for the Niners than they are Jacksonville. So it's this tug of war. It's like this push-pull thing. Kind of interesting there. Uh, Let me go to uh, Mark is in Texas. Got some NFL thoughts for us. What's going on, Mark? Oh, hey, how are you doing this morning? Good, bud. Good. Um, so anyway, I got one comment about this um, Deshaun Jackson thing. Yeah, you know, look, my bottom line is okay. All right, he's worth millions. I'm worth hundreds, and that's fine. Very talented athlete. Made mistakes that uh, a guy like me did. He goes straight to prison, and where he goes from here, well, you know. That's up to the courts. That's fine. Okay. Now, moving on that, you know, while he's in his orange jumpsuit and, and probably not enjoying life, well, you know, whatever. That's his point. But anyway, I'm just, I'm sick of these very talented athletes that are driving about silly stuff. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate the call. I understand what you're saying. It's, um, and, uh, but, yeah, <laughs> fair point. Um, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think that I think when a Deshaun Watson storyline comes up, I think it's really easy to lose sight of the quarterbacks that are going about their business the right way. You know what I mean? I think it becomes these athletes that don't have their heads screwed on. Yeah, there are some that don't, um, but there are a lot that do. And I think that we can sometimes lose sight of that is the only thing I would add to that. All right, speaking of adding to, there is someone who just adds things, doesn't subtract things, just adds things to the show. And she goes by the name of Monsi Bolaños to spin us around the sporting landscape. What's going on, Monsi? Monsi, I feel like I thought you were going to say Monsi Squiggly Bolaños. I just <laughs> thought it was going to come out like I was I was waiting for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I embrace the squiggly. You I know? know. I yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, you can you, that that can be your nickname for me. You know, Mike Ling, Lingard, Lingard that works here. Our uh-huh, yeah, big producer. Mike. Yeah, he calls me baloney. So really? Yeah, he's like, what's and up, you just baloney? Roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good by you. That's yeah. great. He was like, I, I need a nickname for you, but none have, none, none have stuck. And then one day I walked in, five in the morning, and he walked in at seven, and he's like, hey, Baloney. And I was like, I could deal with that. That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's chill, Mike. I'll take you it. You know, I used to get down. You might look down on this, Monty, but I did used to get down with fried bologna sandwiches when I was a young lad. Very good. Under, under, uh, underappreciated right there. I Underrated, mean, I would when say. When I was little, I had bologna. Definitely little. Cause fried? I, I, fried bologna? No, I don't think fried. Oh, but tremendous. I will tell you, it's been years since I had bologna. Tremendous fried bologna. I, I, I'm, I'm not an gonna, advocate. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds kind of gross. <laughs> you might think it is, but you can't knock it until you try yeah, it. No, I, no yeah. but I can't. I don't, eat, I, don't, I don't eat anything with a face anymore. So oh, I can't. Hey, yeah. Years ago, I would have tried it. Now I can't. Maybe you'll revert it. back. And if you I don't do, think so. give it a shot. <laughs> if I eat something with a face, the last thing I'm going to eat is bologna. Let me tell you, I'm going to eat something better if I eat something. What if it's about it's bologna with a clown face in it? No. Yeah. No. That makes it scary. No. No, 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 no. Uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about the 49ers. You guys were just talking about that. Um, yeah, they had a halt practice twice on Friday uh, because players were throwing punches. Uh-huh. Specifically, star middle linebacker Fred Warner and receiver Brandon Ayuk. They were throwing punches, and this is what head coach Kyle Shanahan had to say about that. I want everyone challenging each other. I mean, I don't care how much crap each other talk. I don't care how close they get to fighting. I mean, they can do whatever they want to get themselves going and being as intense as they want and bring the best out of each other, which happens a lot that way. And it's the same on the field. But once you throw a punch, you get ejected or you get a penalty. And um, we pride ourselves on, I want people to be irritants. I want people to get as close as they can to all that stuff. Um, I want people to get right on the line where they're about to black out. But you can't black out in football or you cost your team. So just up until you throw a punch is what he wants. But I like you, it. Yeah. That just, was the short version. Did he also add, and I hope Trey Lance doesn't stink this year. Was that part of the long <laughs> Yeah, I just took that off. Okay, yeah, right, I just yeah. took it off. You know, we don't have time for that. I'm trying to yeah. keep it <laughs> quick. In Major League Baseball last night, the Yankees have now lost three in a row. The Cardinals beat them four to three. TMZ has a story about uh, Roger Maris's, is it his grandson or his son? Let me double check here. Uh, but basically, it's Roger Maris's son. TMZ has a story that says that he doesn't want Aaron Judge to break his father's wow, record. Wow, really? Just yeah, saying it right there. Straight up, he's like, "Listen, like if he does it, it's great." But no, I yeah. don't. Yeah, the quote is, "I don't know if anybody likes their record broken at the end of the day, but it's nice to see him giving it a good run. Records are meant to be broken at some point. If it happens this year, you've got to tip your hat to the guy." But that's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> totally, and I understand that. Of course, you don't want your dad's record to be. Broken. He has 42 homers right now, 43, 43, and the record is 61. There's still like 50 games left. He could do it. Yeah, he could, he could do it. He, he could. could do it. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, third straight loss for the Yankees. The Astros, they beat the Guardians 9-3. Trey Mancini just killing it. Two homers, including a grand slam. And the Brewers beat the Reds 5-1. So the Brewers and the Cardinals are still tied in the top spot for the NL Central. The Braves beat the Mets 9-6. The Mets are still three and a half games up on the Braves in the NL East. So they don't have to worry too much about that. The Cubs snapped a five-game losing streak and beat the Marlins thanks to Wilson Contreras. 
Contreras hitting a go-ahead two-run homer in the eighth inning to put the Cubs up. Mariners trying to get that wild card that wild card spot in the playoffs for Major League Baseball, and the Angels beat them. So no bueno. They lost 4-3 in 10 innings. The Dodgers, yeah, they're great. They have the best record in baseball, 73-33. and 33. They beat the Padres 8-1, but they did have to put Clayton Kershaw on the 15-day injured list with lower back pain. One more story. I wonder if this has ever happened to you, uh, Brian. So um, this happened in Colombia. It was a decathlon athlete from Italy, and he was running a 400-meter race in Colombia, and his junk kept falling mm. out. Oh wow! So he was at the he was at the front of the pack, and then his junk started to fall out more than once, <laughs> and so he had to like constantly fix himself. Needless to say, that he did not win after being in the front of the pack. What a great reason to not win, though. <laughs> Let's be honest. No. Come on, did you win the four hundred? No, no. Just because my junk is just, just having so. <laughs> You know, right? Yes. Like, come on. That's the best reason to lose well, that you could have. So he was not super happy. He, he didn't think it was funny. It's Alberto Nonino is his name. I'm going to guess that's how he's saying it. It's Italian. I guess he wasn't super happy about it. And so, like, he, after the race, he tweeted this. Um, I'm conscious it was obviously an accident. And I'd like to tell you I'm aware of the reaction. And you don't need to send me the links to the blogs <laughs> out there. <laughs> oh, that's uh, tremendous. I do. There's an old NFL combine story, Monty. Where yes. Chris Jones, yes, who's yes. a great defensive lineman with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, he fell down at the end of his forty. Yeah, and he had a junk Ex- out in yes. the open yeah. thing go down there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this guy it was multiple times. Like he could not fix it. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> uh, and then everybody obviously thought it was funny. He did not think it was so funny. Has that ever wow. happened to you, Brian? <laughs> No, I didn't run a whole bunch of 400s there. And, I like, we're in 2022. Yeah. You know, like, the spandex. Yeah. Like, yeah, his spandex must a, be real short. They had to have been real, real short. Like, volleyball spandex. But it is freaking tight, man. Yeah. Like, I, wow. Unless something just broke apart, unless something just ripped, I don't see how any of your junk is seeing the light of day. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. I'm not looking for a video to show me specifically how it happened. Yeah. Uh, but but there's there's pictures. Wouldn't that be so awkward if I was like, oh, actually, my junior year. Actually, I got a link, Monty. If you want to. Yes. No, no, it's never happened. So you don't have to get weird. That's good. Uh, all right. Well. You never know what happens in the future. Great story, though. Love yeah. that story. All right, let's get out to the phones here. A couple of people want to check in go rapid fire first off i you know guitar uh, i'm curious about this connor is in dallas and it just says connor's gonna talk guitar i want to hear this what's going on connor what's up i'm in the hometown of polyphia which i'll play as their return cut um leading into this segment um i kind of wanted to get into the technicality of that because it's an obscure type of music that people aren't necessarily into but we've been playing it I work at a station here in Dallas, and that's one of our major return cuts is, like, um, instrumental, crazy guitar stuff. And y'all mentioned animals as leaders and different things like that. Curious, what do you think of instrumental jazz? Not bad. Not bad. You know, I like jazz music. So we go a little instrumental. I'm cool with that. By the way, have you seen the movie Whiplash there, Connor? 
Dude, I have not seen Whiplash. Oh, you gotta. If you're a music guy, okay. you, you have to see it. Connor, and it, okay, it's a, it a big word. jazz thing, big jazz theme in that. In oh, that can movie. I get? A, I just want to get on the call real quick, Connor. Uh, like, I just, I just uh, thank, thank you for the words on that. I know I, I played like <laughs> Animals as Leaders. Like my, I had a co DJ in Savannah, and that was like his favorite stuff. But he was a guitarist too, so he loves that stuff. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Tozen Abazi, the guitarist. Animals as Leaders, then... Periphery, all those guys. Periphery Sean is one of my all-time favorites. Um, sorry to get on a loose cannon of non-sports talk, but appreciate the show. Love you guys a lot, and thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, bud. Appreciate that. Good stuff. Look at that. All right, cool. Like it. Um, oh, yeah, Whiplash. For the people that haven't seen that, especially if you're into music, got to see it. 10 out you of guys 10. Seen that? Such a good movie. Oh, it's tremendous. I played the drums growing up, so I mean, I have a great appreciation for it. J.K. Simmons was outstanding in that movie. Outstanding. Have you seen that, Chris? Into Whiplash? Uh, no, I'm pretty oh, bad man. with mo- with movies, to be Gotta honest. Have it. Gotta have it in the queue or however you get down. Miles Got Teller stuff. actually is a pretty, like, pretty yeah. good drummer. Like, he yes. actually... Very like, believable. He, yeah, he's not having a double in there. That's actually him. Yeah, wow. Good by him. Very well done. Okay, all right. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll regroup. Rapid fire. A lot of people want to check in. I like that it's uh, interactive tonight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I I love this. We'll get to a, a, a grumpy coach and a hilarious story about the grumpy coach. That's on the way as well. I'm Brian No, Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. No, here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, top of the hour. Got a lot to pay off here. So, grumpy coach. Also, a funny story about the grumpy coach. And uh, I want to get to, there's uh, one of the biggest stories in sports. I, I think it's interesting because I think you can have two opinions that might seem to differ, but don't actually differ. I want to get to that at the top of the hour. We're in this day and age of... Unless you're 100% lockstep on one side, you're perceived to be on another side. There's just a lack of nuance now. I think you can think two things that are perceived to be conflicting with each other that actually don't. I'll lay that out for you. Top of the hour. Top of the hour. Well, let's get back to the phones, though. A couple of people want to check in. Uh, let's go to our friend uh, Andrea is in Berkeley. Has a thought for us. What's going on, Andrea? Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. Things are great. 
Oh, good. I'm glad. You know, I'm uh, looking at uh, Aaron Rodgers' sports astrology, and uh, he has an interesting chart. And, uh, you know, he was a UC Cal foot um, quarterback. He was with the football team here, former Cal quarterback. And in one of the articles, Brian, they actually said that might have, you know, contributed to his experimental culture. <laughs> it's like, okay, then I'll drink to that. But um, yeah, you know, December second, nineteen eighty-three, um, Chico, California. So he's a Sagittarius. So they do like adventure. You know, they do like to explore. That's the thing. So yeah. they have that kind of visionary, um, open-minded quality. They're always wandering and having some wanderlust in them. And uh, Scorpio Moon, well, I don't have to tell you that, interested in life's deeper mysteries. So, you know, I can see where that's coming from. And um, I remember Justin Cooper on Coop Scoop on Entertainment um, talked about this Netflix um, movie that just came out about psychedelics. It was... Um, some, you know, something uh, like Once Upon a Time or something. Who the heck is Justin Cooper? <laughs> what was that? Who the heck is Justin Cooper? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he's on Ben's show. So they mentioned um, the. it's called How to Change Your Mind, and that's a movie yeah. on psychedelics and uh, all the different therapeutic uses. And to answer your question, I'd say the Grateful Dead or Fish would play in the background. Yeah, right? Doesn't it seem like that now? <laughs> Perfect choices, Brian. Absolutely. Couldn't get better than that. So, uh, you know, I, I just think it's interesting that he's interested in exploring. It's very Sagittarius and the Scorpio moon, life's yeah. deeper mysteries. So, you know, he, we are who we are. And uh, astrology is kind of a permission giver. So yeah. that, that's kind of his path to explore. And he's, you know, you do you. That's kind yeah. of what he's doing. And the tattoo yeah. that had his astrology sign uh, on it. That has Aaron Rodgers written all over it. <laughs> right. Definitely it does right there. But always good to hear from you, Andrea, yes, for you sure. too, Brian. Take good care. You too. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hear Grateful Dead underneath each of his sound bites now after I heard him talking about ayahuasca. Ayahuasca? I don't know how you say it, but it's psychedelic. Uh, anyway, let's get back out to, uh, let's go to Joe in Arkansas has a thought for us. What's going on, Joe? Uh, how you doing? Uh, uh, Brian, how you doing? Good, bud. Brian, uh, where did I, where did they bring up my, uh, Cardinals at? I thought that was Cardinals. What about the Cardinals? No, no, she just said Cardinals. It's Cardinals. Uh, you know, she puts a little flair on it. It's all good. They won. That's the only thing that matters, right? What is she, man? About five foot six, man? Blah headed? Tell me out here, man. I mean, come on, man. Uh, I really like the show, man. Whatever happened to that old boy start scratch off? He's pretty good feller. Man, I'll tell you what there, Joe. I want to bet against Sir Scratch-Off. We can't find the guy. He's gone into witness protect protection. I don't, I don't know where our, my guy Sir Scratch-Off is. Hold up, is. hold up. Is that Sir Scratch-Off right there? Is Just with his, with his voice muffled? <laughs> Sir Scratch-Off, are, are you changing your voice on me, huh? No, dude, I had to go to that girl, man. I don't know where yeah, y'all Yeah, it is him. Nice guy. Good job by Chris. I had no idea right there. <laughs> Sir Scratch Off, where's my two hundred dollars? I, you're laying low over here, huh? You changed no, your no, 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 no. I've been gone, man. I've been out. Um, everything's all good. I tell you what did happen. Oh, true story. Mm -hmm. Anyway, money, real quick, girl. You all right, girl? You keep it going out there. But uh, no, what happened? 
I've got the wrong stuff here. Your buddy that uh, answers the phone is either giving me the wrong address. They're thinking it's either the wrong address, wrong zip code. It got sent out last Wednesday, and uh-huh. it came back on a Friday, a Friday or Saturday, with a big old thing on it that said wrong address. Uh-oh. So we've got to do something to get that right address. And uh, the guy that was answering the phone just now, I don't know if that was him or not, because I was trying to make my voice, you know, <laughs> no, that's probably Ricky. My guy Ricky, he probably gave you the address. Well, stay on hold, uh, hey, Scratch Off. They'll get you the right address. Hey, hey, let me tell you something real funny. Yeah. I'm up at a Dollar Tree store in Cape Girl, Missouri. You know where it's at. I'm walking in here, my phone off, but my phone off passed away here a while back. Me and my son, he was real young at the age, and I said, Sir, I said, Can you tell me how much you see? He said, It's a dollar. It's a dollar. He said, yes, sir. He, I said, man, that's really good. I went over to the other side of the store, and I came over, and I said, sir, can you help me? He said, yes, sir. He said, what do you need? I said, how much is this? He said, it's a dollar. I said, what do you need, man? Everything in dollar? He said, yes, sir. He said, everything's a dollar in here. I said, man, that's really cool. So I got ready to leave. He said, sir, listen, you have a great day. You come back anytime." And I said, sir, you have a great day, too. And that guy about cracked up laughing, man. He thought that was my real voice, you know. But anyway, eat some bologna and add some hamburger meat with some uh, lettuce and tomatoes and some onions. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's well-known in Missouri. It's called the bologna burger, and it's got two good tastes. It's a real good sandwich. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, stay on hold. We'll get you the address there. And by the way, I realize this is my guy, Sir Scratchoff. That was by far the most random story he's ever told. I mean, easily. And I realize this is Sir Scratchoff. He's told some wild stories before. That that's top of the charts right there, man. <laughs> it's just like All right. Okay. Okay. All right, coming up next. Get back to the interaction and also it can be both. I'll explain. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ah, yes, what's up? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning here. Lots to do. Lots going on. Not mailing in the last hour. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, we're coming at you full steam ahead. Full speed, full steam, full anything ahead. Okay, I got a couple of thoughts. A couple of thoughts. I want to lay them out. We'll get to the calls. Love when you guys are interactive. 877-99 on Fox. Also on Twitter, at The No Show is where you can find me. So, um, I'm not going to do a, a long, drawn-out thing here, but I've got a couple of thoughts related to the uh, Brittany Griner situation. Now, just hear me out on this. Two very simple thoughts. What I find interesting is it's not just a Brittany Griner situation. You can apply this to a lot of different situations in sports and beyond. But I I was flipping around radio stations. I was on the road for the last couple of days. And there was a show that was talking about empathy and how there are a lot of people that are lacking empathy when it comes to Brittany Griner's situation. And that can be true. With some people, but also there's a perceived lack of empathy that at times is not the case. So if you look at Brittany Griner, she was sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison on drug smuggling charges. Russian customs officials allegedly found 
seven zero two grams of cannabis oil in her luggage. That's less than the weight of a pen cap or a stick of gum. Like it's utterly ridiculous that she was sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. Okay. It's absurd. So on one hand, I've got empathy. That situation that she's in is ridiculous and it's brutal. And I don't want her to be locked up over there. So there is empathy. At the same time, you can say, you can't have drugs in Russia. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's right. But it's like when you have two thoughts that are perceived to be conflicting with each other, some people just don't understand, right? If I say something as simple as, Look, man, Russia plays by their own rules. Uh, you, you don't get caught with drugs over there. If that's all I say, some people would look at that as I'm just completely lacking empathy. I just, I don't care that she's in that situation. But that's, unless you know that, unless someone is saying that point blank, you might be completely wrong about it. So I just think there is more nuance. And in this day and age, really, it's, You're on this side or you're on that side. And there's no gray in between. And that's just not how people think. (laughs) It can be both things at once. And uh, I just, that's how I see it with that situation. The other part is this, where it's crazy. I just saw this story with Amon Shumpert, played in the NBA. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is for a a brief comparison. He was arrested at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. And he was found with marijuana. Now, the weight was uh, 6.12 ounces. And Brittany Griner was 0.702 ounces. (laughs) So, I mean, I can't do the math, but Amon Shumpert has, I don't know, eight, nine, ten times the amount of weed on him that Brittany Griner had. So Brittany Griner gets sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. Amon Shumpert is only facing up to two years in jail. And uh, look, it's completely different with the two countries. Things are different in various countries. So I look at what's happening with Brittany Griner, and I think it's utterly ridiculous. But at the same time, I'll look at this and say... Hey, man, their country, their rules, that's just the way it goes. I don't like them. I think they're stupid. And I think they're using Brittany Griner as a pawn, as a bargaining chip. But they're playing by their rules, man. It'd be like this. Ephraim Salam, I do a show with him on Saturday evenings, former NFL offensive lineman. He made a great point. It's like the Autobahn. It'd be like someone that's used to the Autobahn in Europe, driving as fast as they want, coming to America and saying, well, well, I can't drive 120 on the freeway? What's up with that? It's like, because uh, it's different rules here in this country, right? That's just how it goes. So I think it's ridiculous what Russia's rules are, but at the end of the day, it's their rules. And if you look at it like that, it doesn't mean you automatically lack empathy. I still empathize. That sucks. If that was one of my friends, personal friends, or a family member, I'd say the same thing. 
I'd say that's brutal. It's garbage. Shouldn't be locked up for that. It's absurd. But at the same time, it's their country. It's their rules. And you got you to gotta abide by that. You got to understand that. But the whole point of this is, I don't think we should act like it's got to be all or nothing. What is it? Mercedes? Isn't it their slogan? I guess it's the best or nothing. But it's, it's sort of along those lines. Like it's all or nothing. You're either all in on this side or you're out. You're out of the cool club. You know, I just think there's more nuance when it comes to certain storylines uh, that you got to be open-minded to. And sometimes we're hearing something that someone isn't actually saying. That's a dangerous thing. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. So I mentioned there's a, a grumpy coach, and there's a funny story about a grumpy coach. So, I mean, when you're thinking grumpy coach, grumpy coach, who comes to mind? It's Belichick, of course, right? Belichick comes to mind. He's the, the poster guy for the uh, uh, the grumpy coach. This is Belichick on... Um, on uh, what was it? it the uh, I think it's the, uh, uh, the the oh fantasy football over here. He's asked a question about fantasy football. Does he care about it, even though he doesn't play it? Check this out. Fantasy football doesn't mean anything to me. Like we're just trying to win games out here, and so I don't know who's hot, who's not, who wins, who doesn't. Like I don't really care about that. I just care about whether we win. So yeah, I have fun with that. Yeah, I like it. It's a Belichick to a T. Also, he was asked about the uh, Dolphins, their tampering ways. What he thought about that? Yeah, I'm really worried about that. I'm just trying to have a good training camp here. <laughs> a follow-up question, though. Let's let's see if he bites on the follow-up. Focused on training camp here. That's all in the past. Okay. Yeah, about what you would expect from Bill Belichick. There was a funny story that caught my attention on Friday. So Rich Ornberger, he works at Fox Sports Radio. He's also at. Um, Extra Sports, uh, 1360 over there in San Diego. And uh, he told this amazing story where, as a member of the New New England Patriots, his phone died overnight and he overslept. He overslept and he's like, I'm going to be late. And so he said he had this sinking feeling in his stomach and... He's like, I'm going to get cut tomorrow. What do I do? And so he saw a church van in front of him. He said it was all dinged up. There was black smoke coming out of the exhaust. And he's like, I'm going to hit this car. <laughs> so he actually hit it, hit the car. He was driving a Chevy Tahoe and rear-ended the van and hit the, hit the van hard enough where there was a slight dent in Ornberger's bumper. And uh, he got proof that he was in a wreck and all that. This is the hilarious part. This is the end of the Rich Ornberger story. When he uh, arrived at, uh, at at Patriots headquarters with the offensive line coach, Dante Scarnecchia had to say to him. First through the door is Dante Scarnecchia, my offensive line coach. He goes, how's it going, speed racer? And I was just like... What's that? And he goes, yeah, he's like running a little late this morning. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, Dante, I, I got into an accident. There's not, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, that stuff may fly like at IBM, okay? Like if you're one of those geeks working on the computers and stuff, okay? Yeah, you got a car. That stuff doesn't work here. You be on time from now on. I was just like, okay, Dante. <laughs> I just sat there, shut my mouth. I love it. Freaking patriots, huh? instilling fear. <laughs> it's like, it's so well known 
to you got to be on time, or that could be curtains for you. What was it, Jonah Gray? Remember he was out of Notre Dame? He had an outstanding game. Rushed for an ungodly amount of yards one game. I think it was against the Colts. Had over 200 yards rushing, four touchdowns. You're like, wow, this guy might be the new guy. And I'm pretty sure he was late. He was late one day, and he was in the absolute doghouse. And uh, so it's widely known, man. You 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 don't want to be late over there. So Rich Ornberger, shout out to him. (laughs) Rear-ending on purpose the van in front of him to avoid potentially getting cut or disciplined because he was going to be late that day. And Dante Scarnecchia seeing right through this. Seeing right through. right, Just like a Texas Hold'em player calling out his opponent's hand. Like, you got pocket kings. I know you do, right? Like, knowing... Wow. Freaking Patriots, man. Next level. All right, let me get out to the phones here. 877-99 on Fox. That is your phone number. Uh, Mike is in Houston, and uh, has a thought for us here. I was just talking about Brittany Griner. What do you have for us, Mike? What's going on, bud? Uh, good morning, Brian. Yeah, um, Brittany Griner. Is that sentence over the top? It's way over the top. Of course it is. Uh, that would be ridiculous. Uh, I could also say probably Brittany probably should have paid a little closer attention to the political climate, being the war and all. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Um, my first real job as an adult, I was in the travel industry. It was, it was a very travel-heavy job. My boss pulls me into her office, closes the door. And she starts asking some personal questions. Uh, do you use drugs? What's your sexuality, et cetera, et cetera? And I'm kind of squirming in my seat a bit. And she goes, the reason I'm asking you this is because wherever we send you, you need to pay very close attention mm-hmm. to laws, customs, et cetera, et cetera. Because what you may be able to get away with around here you may not necessarily be, be able to get away there. So yeah. this is a lesson for any new travelers who haven't gone abroad or done anything. Hey, you might want to pay close attention to uh, where you're going because uh, what you think is okie-dokie here in the yeah. great U.S. of A. May not, may not work over there. Yeah, no, I hear you, Mike. And really, let me ask you, though, real fast because I'm with you on that. But Brittany Griner being sentenced to nine years, like, do you empathize with that, right? Like, that she's oh, locked oh, up. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, I do. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I wouldn't want to be in, well, I wouldn't want to be in prison anywhere, but I sure as heck wouldn't want to be in prison in Russia, especially yeah. being a black female. I mean, uh, I go to Mexico a lot. I still do. There's no way on God's green earth I want to get caught in a Mexican prison. No, 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 no. I'm on my best behavior when I travel. Trust me. No, I hear you, man. And thanks for the call. It's, yeah, that's what's important to me is it can be both. (laughs) I think it comes off to a lot of people that they just lack empathy. You can say exactly what Mike said. Like, bro, these other countries and their rules and their punishments, you got to be aware of it. And at the same time, you can still have empathy for Brittany Griner and her situation. I think that's often mistaken as if, as if you just like, good. I wish it was 18 years. Like, come on. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're perceiving something that isn't actually the case at times. All right, Jonah's in Nashville wants to check in. I'm curious what he has to say. What's going on, Jonah? Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good, bud. Hi, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, last, last week you were talking about a running back method of prolonging their career, and when I was listening to you say that, 
it was a uh, one player that came to mind. It was Ezekiel Elliott. Um, mm-hmm. So he was talking about uh, rushing for ten thousand yards, and he's well on close to that. Um, do you think he will be one of those running backs that um, prolongs his career? Man, I don't. Just his running style in general. He's been a physical guy. I know he's got the speed, especially at Ohio State. He was a track guy, man. He could run away from guys, but he's been more known as a a guy that has not shied away from contact, so I'd be surprised if he did that. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, he's got uh, like uh, 7,800 yards, and I guess um, he's had over 19... Uh, 100 yards in two seasons um, recently, so I think he still gets uh, to that 10,000-yard range. Yeah, we'll see how it works out, man. I appreciate checking in, Jonah. It's one of those deals where, if you didn't catch it last week, it was a story involving Chris Carson, right? Chris Carson had to retire from the NFL. He's former running back with the Seahawks. He's only 27 years old, and he had this neck injury, and it it ended his career. And Chris Carson is a very punishing running back, But look, man, when you're dishing out punishment, you're also taking a lot of punishment as an NFL running back. And this is no slight. It's not calling out Chris Carson at all. It's incredibly unfortunate what happened to him, his career ending at 27 years old. But it just got me thinking, we see quarterbacks and wide receivers, a lot of them, they'll get what they can get, right? They'll gain as many yards as they can, and then they'll get down. They'll avoid that punishment. I realize that it's not the same as being a running back, but Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Rams receivers, a while ago, they were notorious for that. They would get what they could get, and then they would hit the ground, and they would avoid that punishment. And I I wonder if there's ever going to be a time, I think there should be, but when NFL running backs think along those lines, when they can. I realize that you're going to get hit by defensive linemen at times. You're going to get stood up at the line of scrimmage. And there's only so much contact that you can avoid as a running back. But there are plenty of times. Watch. watch If you're watching any of these preseason games or wait until week one rolls around, just pay attention to how many times a running back will get to the second or the third level. And instead of taking that hit or trying to bowl over the strong safety... If they just got down and avoided that wear and tear, I think that running backs would prolong their careers. I know it sometimes seems sacrilegious because you're just not used to that at all. But I, I really do. I think there could be a running back that comes along, thinks along those lines, and can change the the approach to being a running back. I think it's also situational, right? I think that... If you've already picked up a first down and it's week six and you've got a 17-point lead, and like, why? What's the point in bowling somebody over? That's going to accumulate, and there's a reason why running backs only last so long. Those hits, they mount up, and they shorten your career. I really do. I think it makes a lot of sense. All right, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Coming up next, parody is a pipe dream. I'll explain that. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Yo, I do have to mention real fast, whatever this song is, Chris... It reminds me a little bit of Mike Tyson's punch out when little Mac is hmm. training and you just made it to another level. What you know about what now? now that it really kicked in, you can't hear it as well. But the beginning shades of Mike Tyson's punch out hmm. right there. Okay. My book there a little bit too. Just a little bit, a little bit. Who is this? Pendulum. Pendulum. Shout out pendulum. Nice. Okay, I'll get to the uh, the thought about parody being a pipe dream here momentarily, but some people want to check in. We're talking about Brittany Griner, I'm curious what people have uh, to say. David is over there in Orlando, has a thought for us here on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, David? Hey, good morning, Brian. Same to you, So, so here's my thoughts on this. So I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, when you know pot was pretty relevant. And I had some older brothers, and I know it was very popular back then, sort of like the other caller was saying, and it probably still is, I don't know. I never sent my kids there, but it was very popular for kids to graduate high school and maybe take a trek across Europe. Back, They called it backpacking and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I remember my dad sitting right there when my brother and his three friends, he took them to the airport and giving them a lecture of sort of what the other guy was saying, where you, know, you, you remember you're going to foreign countries, they don't do everything. And it wasn't just for, for pot and stuff. It was for anything. The laws may be different. What's a little lax here, because I remember back then, a lot of cops wouldn't even bother with a little marijuana. They just dump it out. They didn't want to write, do the write-up and stuff. But you were asking if I was, if people were had empathy. Mm-hmm. I do have empathy for Br- Brittany Griner or anyone, but what, what bothers me a little bit is all the people past and present that are locked up in foreign jails for, you know, little things like that, or even a little bit bigger, that are not famous basketball stars, that we didn't even sniff them to try to get them out. But because this lady's a basketball player, we're, we're willing to give up basically terrorists to trade for her. And I'm wondering what these parents and these people who were locked up for three or four years for, like, traffic violations or, or a little bit of Bob years ago are thinking when they hear something like that, when our government never made a move to, yeah. to trade for them or possibly get them out. Hey, man. So. I, and yeah, thanks for the comments there, David. It makes sense to me. I get exactly what you're saying where I do. I think it can be both. Um, you know, the merchant of death. I can understand why there are people that are like, that's not a fair trade at all. Where the merchant of death who's, you know, uh, sending ammo to terrorists that's not the same as getting bg out that's not a good trade like that's i can understand that point of view and my whole point is just like david said right there he's like yeah i have empathy for Brittany grinder being locked up it's not like i don't but 
there are these thoughts I have that some might think directly conflict with me having empathy. And my whole point is it doesn't automatically do that. Right. Even if you say it's it's an unfair trade, it's like, in my opinion, I, I wish you would be out, but I don't like that trade. That doesn't mean you automatically lack empathy. I just find that to be pretty interesting. Let me go to Sydney real fast in uh, Dayton has a thought on this. What's going on, Sydney? Hey, how's it going? Good, bud. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I just um, I'm not trying to double down on it, but to see somebody that's an adult that gets blessed to make it. And and one percent of the population, when you get to a professional sport, and then you have the audacity to travel abroad with narcotics that are not just narcotics in one country, but multiple countries, and then you reach out to all these different sources and even political arenas to try to get help, and not legal counsel mostly. I thought that was a bit strange to me, and I thought it was a bit of a reach. But yeah. Yeah, hey man, I hear what you're saying, Sydney. It's just, and I get it. Uh, I think we can play that card of like, you know, what were you doing? What were you thinking? All that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a sentencing of nine years. <laughs> like, there is something about the punishment not fitting the crime whatsoever. And so, I again, I think both things can be true. Uh, I think that you can have empathy for Brittany Griner being in the position that she's in while also pointing out that she should have known better. Like, it can be both. It can absolutely be both, but uh, the punishment absolutely does not fit the crime whatsoever. And uh, But look, man, it's their rules. That's why you have to be aware of it. I always say this. You always hear this in, uh, like, boxing or even MMA, is don't leave it in the hands of the judges. You really don't want to leave it in the hands of the Russian judges, especially as the caller pointed out. Like, Brittany Griner was detained, and then I think Russia invaded Ukraine like seven days later, and America is helping Ukraine. This is the worst time of all to be locked up over there. Um, but at, look, man, I think it can be tricky, to talk about, and I think it can be very simplistic. I would just point out that I think multiple things can be at play at the same time. I think you can say, should have known better, you know? I think you can say, unfair trade, like a swap BG for the merchant of death. And after all of that, still be like, yeah, I absolutely empathize with her being over there. <laughs> the punishment is completely unfit. I think you can think all those things at the same time. But it's perceived to not be that way often. Interesting to me. All right. With that, we make way. I pass the baton with just a smile from ear to ear to the one and only Monsi Bolaños to spin us around the sporting landscape. What is going on, Monsi? I got to agree with what you just said about Brittany Griner. I think you can feel both ways. And 100%, obviously, this is Russia kind of hating the U.S. and using her a little bit yeah. in this whole situation, especially knowing that they attacked Ukraine, especially with the story. Joy Taylor talked about it on, I wasn't the herd, but she talked about it, how there was another American in like 2018, 2019, she was 19, Audrey Lorber is her name. She had 19 grams or like 18 grams of marijuana in Russia. They caught her. She served two months 
and after she was found guilty, and she was also fined fifteen thousand rubles. That's mm. it. That's it. Wow. So you could you could just tell that obviously this is this is politics at its mm-hmm. worst. You know what I mean? But I agree yeah, with and you. it's like it's funny in a way, in a way, yeah, because. Uh, it just reminds me of the Deshaun Watson situation where Sue right. L. Robinson, she basically said, hey, NFL, you can't just make up the rules as you go along. Uh, well, Russia is like, screw up rules. that. Yeah. We're making up everything as we go along. Yeah. yeah. Such a such a just, it's a it's a crappy situation just yeah. all around. It's Totally. Yeah. But in the NBA, there's a little bit of a story. Hoops Hype Sports Illustrated is talking about this possible three-team deal involving the Jazz, the Lakers, and the Knicks. Now, this is pretty crazy. It, it would basically send Russell Westbrook to Utah, Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. The Lakers, though, would get maybe Patrick Beverly, Jordan Clarkson, Bojan Bogdanovich, maybe Malik Beasley, maybe all of this. But then this trade also says that the Lakers would have to send draft picks. What draft picks? What are you guys talking about? They don't have any. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand what they're thinking, but apparently this is a topic of conversation. I I don't see I I just don't see it. I don't how. Yeah. It's funny because half those dudes you mentioned, they were involved in the Rudy Gobert trade. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, TMZ caught up with uh, Mike Woodson at the airport, and uh, he reiterated what Magic Johnson said about Adam Silver retiring number six for Bill Russell's legacy across the NBA. Wouldn't it be pretty mm. crazy if the NBA retires number six across the league before retiring 23? Uh, well, I can absolutely understand why, because like, it's beyond his impact just as a basketball player. Sure, yes, right? I understand. Activism and, and I get it. It's You know, if you think about it along the lines of Jackie Robinson, I can totally understand yeah. the thought behind that. Right, yeah. which is the the correlation, yes, that they're that they're using. I just think if we if they did this, then people would be expecting twenty three then to be retired soon across the league too. It I don't just, know. I hear what you're saying. I really do because you know he's the goat. Michael Jordan was the right in my in most people's opinion the greatest basketball player of all time, but. Uh, look, when Jordan, when it goes beyond the basketball significance, he's known as Republicans buy sneakers too. You know, like he yeah. was the anti Bill right. Russell as far totally. as that goes. Totally, yeah. I just find I find that interesting. Just if Bill Russell, which I'm not against, if he does become the first retired number across the NBA. Yeah, right? I I don't know. I think it's man. I think that if it, if there were a player to get that honor. I would expect it to be Bill, Bill Russell, Russell before anybody else. Yeah, well, I really LeBron's going to be the one that has to figure out a new number. You can't wear six. You can't wear 23. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do, puppy? I don't know. Yeah, He's going to yeah, have yeah. to figure something out. <laughs> Last night in Major League Baseball, the Yankees, they've lost three in a row. The Cardinals beat them 4-3. The Yankees, since the All-Star break, are 6-9. and nine. Not great. They even outhit the Cardinals, but they left eight runners on base. Ooh. The Brewers, they beat the Reds 5-1. So the Brewers and the Cardinals, they're still tied for the top spot in the NL Central. The Astros, boo. But they beat the Guardians 9-3. Trey Mancini, two homers, including a Grand Slam. Who doesn't love a Grand Slam? The Mets, they lost to the Braves, but it's okay. The Mets are still up three and a half games on the Braves in the NL East. So no big deal. The Cubs, they snapped a five-game losing streak. Good for them. They beat the Marlins 2-1. 
one. Wilson Contreras was the hero. He had a go-ahead two-run homer in the eighth for the Cubs. The Phillies, they beat the Nationals 7-2. Five homers were hit in that victory, but Phillies pitcher Kyle Gibson, perfect through six innings, and I mean perfect, retired his first 18 batters. The Dodgers, my boys in blue, best record in baseball, 73-33. and They beat the Padres 8-1. Unfortunately, Clayton Kershaw, 15-day injured list with lower back pain. We also had victories from the Rays who beat the Tigers, the Orioles who beat the Pirates, the White Sox, they beat the Rangers and held them to only three hits. The Red Sox beat the Royals and the Twins, they beat the Blue Jays in 10 innings, 6-5. to Back to you, Brian. Good stuff. Eating any uh, peas? I do have some. I do do have some. I'm actually finishing my pizza. I hate, you know what's bad about this over like night shift is that I'm eating in the middle of the night all night. That's the worst. I, I What's know wrong I with that? That's I, what the overnight radio is made for. But it's like I have no self-control, uh-huh. and I just wish I did. By the way, your favorite <laughs> pizza flavor, what is it, Monty? I have to know. Well, I, I've i never, even when I had meat in my life, I never cared for, like, pepperoni. I really just want a uh, cheese slice of pizza. If you throw some veggies. How are we on polar opposites <laughs> with food? Well, I'm pro-cheese. It's your anti. anti. I'm pro do. I think you're anti. Yeah, I'm not going to. If I'm going to have soda, that's not what I'm going to yeah. have. You're pro-peas. I'm anti Dumb. as far as a snack. <laughs> and anti-pepperoni in your meat-eating days, this is outrageous. Yeah, I know. I just wanted a slice of cheese pizza. Like, that is pizza. Whatever else you throw on it, it no. Pizza is cheese, the sauce, and the bread. Yeah. Goodness. Everything else is bonus. Goodness, what am I going to do with you? I don't know what to do with you. Well, clearly we're going to put half pepperoni and half cheese. That's what we're going to do. Okay, fair enough. We can do that. No problem with that. All right, let me sneak in. Uh, Let me get to Ed is over in Iowa, has a thought for us here on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Ed? Yeah, I was listening Monday when they were talking about, you know, the running back deal and how they could get down like quarterbacks and go out of bounds. I remember, I'm 60, so back in the 70s, I remember a pretty good career being made from Franco Harris doing that. Sure. Oh, yeah. He took crap about it. And now looking at, you know, back in over the years, he used to call it making career decisions. He's kind of a genius. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Ed. I appreciate the call, man. Yeah, I think there's absolutely something to it. And look, it would be the same thing even today. As Franco heard back in the day, if you have a running back that did similar things, let's say he got out of bounds most of the time if he was along the sideline or even in the middle of the field, right? Like he just got down. Let's say he ran for, I don't know, 10, 11 yards. And instead of getting smacked by the the strong safety, he just kind of dove down and didn't take that punishment. Oh my gosh, it'd be a whole thing. People would be like, he's weak. What is he doing? This isn't what a running back mentality is. There'd be a lot that said that. And there'd be some people like me that say, he's extending his career. It's pretty smart. Um, So I'm curious. I really am curious if a running back does that in the not-too-distant future and and changes the thought process. Uh, Because I think it would make a lot of sense. Chris Carson, 27 years old, retired. And, uh, man, some of the most punishing running backs... It just seems like they're only dishing it out. It's like they're taking it too, man. They are absolutely taking it. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff. All right, we'll, we'll sneak in the calls. Uh, before we get on out of here, if you're on hold, stay right there. I'll get right to you. Also, I promise I will pay off parody being a pipe dream 
and uh, get set for uh, some alternate programming, if you will. I'll have a, a nugget on that for you. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. But two quick thoughts for you. Get to the phone calls. Nick Saban might have caught this where the Alabama head coach, he said that Bama had a rebuilding year last season more of a rebuild <laughs> for them they had Bryce Young who won the Heisman they were in the championship game and it was a rebuilding year I, my main takeaway is this just shows you that there is not parity in college football because think of think of the Bengals saying this you know what I mean are they calling it a rebuilding year the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl Right, That's the NFL's equivalent of the championship game in college football. Imagine if Joe Burrow had won league MVP on top of it. Would we be talking about them having a rebuilding year? Like, no, not at all. It's just, it's amazing. And also, the odds to make it to the college football playoff, right? Make it to the Final Four, according to Caesars. Alabama is minus 260. Ohio State is minus 250. Is there a team in the NFL that would have those same odds, minus 260, to make it to the Final Four? To make it to the conference championship game? Like, No way. No, because there's parity in the NFL. And don't get me wrong, I love college football. I just wish that there would be way more of a guessing game as to who might be in the Final Four. Like, who might be in the Final Four in the NFL? You got double-digit teams Easily in college football, double digit teams. That's a reach. It's an absolute reach. And it's just for that fourth spot because the three just seem to be there almost year in and year out. By the way, uh, alternate broadcast. This was announced that there's going to be a Manning cast style presentation for six college football games this year. So Pat McAfee, Formerly in the NFL, does his radio show, very successful. He's going to be doing this Manning cast for six alternate broadcasts during college football. These are going to be big games. I'm assuming it's Saturday night football, be on ESPN too. But they're going to have more of these Manning cast style presentations. They have it with Omaha Productions, obviously for the NFL with Peyton and Eli. They did it for the U.S. Open, so golf's in the mix. They're going to be doing some MMA. And now they'll have college football, so it just continues to grow. All right, with that, let me get out to the phones here. Cowboy, 
is over in Windsor, our guy. Let's go to Cowboys Corner. What's going on, bud? Oh, not too much, Brian. Of course, um, Brittany Griner's uh, sentence was disgusting, but what more can you expect from a non-tucker? And besides that, I think Bill Russell's uh, number six should be retired all throughout the NBA for his uh, important off on and, of course, most importantly, off the field. And uh, the world changed 77 years ago today, the day after Lonnie Anderson's birthday, when the uh, little boy atomic bomb uh, devastated Hiroshima, and then three days later, um, the fat man atomic bomb did the same to Nagasaki. And after uh, 200,000 uh, casualties, half of them fatal, on uh, September 2nd, 1945, Emperor Hirohito surrendered. And uh, also, uh, 55 years ago today, um, Dean Chance of the Twins uh, pitched uh, a five-inning perfect game against the Orioles, and then on August 25th, 1967, he pitched an actual uh, uh, no-hitter against the Red Sox, and also... uh, Let's see, uh, President Nixon resigned August uh, 9, 1974, and also on that date, uh, one of my favorite boyhood ballplayers, Frank Howard, will be, uh, well, he'll be 86 on uh, Tuesday, that's August 9th, of course, and Coach Pive Dion Sanders will be 55 on that date, and uh, uh, Dennis, uh, Dana uh, Scully, who of course was uh, Gillian Anderson, will be 55 on uh, Tuesday, and her partner, David Duchovny, who was Fox Mulder on the X-Files, will be 62 tomorrow, and uh, also Don Most, who was Ralph Malf on Happy Days, will be 69 uh, Monday, he's about a month younger than I am, and uh, also, of course, um, uh, actors um, Marilyn Monroe, um, Richard Burton, and Sir Alec Guinness died on August 5th, uh, 1962, 1984, 2000, respectively. Oh, Patrick Ewing was born the day uh, Marilyn Monroe died, so I hope he had a 60, happy 60th birthday uh, yesterday. And um, let's see, also... Um, what, uh, Stan Mikita, one of my favorite boyhood uh, hockey players, died August 7, 2018, four days before my sister Karen. So, anyway, uh, oh, and uh, Glenn Campbell, who of course sang one of my all time favorite songs, Rhinestone Cowboy, died a year before that. That would be August 8, uh, 2017. So, everybody have a great week. And remember, you've got to be a boy to be a cowboy. Bye bye. Good stuff, Cowboy. Makes me think of, uh, first off, Wayne's World, the movie, where, um, Chris, you would know this guy. Um, who played Al Bundy, Married with Children? Is it Ed O'Neill? Is that his name? I Ed o- I think so. I'm terrible with Brandon might know that. You're not, you're not big on movies, are no, you, Chris? No, not big on movies, movie. not big on TV shows. Is that Ed O'Neill there, uh, Brandon? Do you remember uh, who played? Oh, he had to step out. out for a second. He had to step out. He had to buy some pepperoni pizza over there. Uh, but anyway, uh, in that movie Wayne's World, he was playing Stan Makita, I believe, <laughs> from uh, the Blackhawks, the diner they go into. You know what's funny, too, is that Cowboy mentioned Marilyn Monroe. You know who I think of from now on when I hear about Marilyn Monroe? I think about Angry Bill, one of our uh, faithful callers from Jacksonville. I just mentioned that uh, Pam Anderson... Based on whatever conversation we were having, the most famous 
uh, cover girl on Playboy magazine, Angry Bill called in angry. And he's like, how dare you? (laughs) It's clearly Marilyn Monroe. And we had this whole discussion. I think of Angry Bill now when I hear Marilyn Monroe. Unbelievable. Hey, fun stuff. Thanks for all the interaction, the participation. Have a great morning. We'll catch you later. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.